just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. This week's episode is brought to you by ShipStation.com. When you're selling online, getting your orders out the door quickly can be tough. That's why you need ShipStation.com. Now you can try ShipStation free for 30 days, plus get a special bonus when you use the promotion code DGO. Dave, what does that stand for? Do go on. I thought you were going to say something funny there. Andy? Damn good one. Ah, Jess, can you say something funny? These two fucked it up. Um... Don't. <laughs> Jess is the worst Go out there. <laughs> <laughs> is out there one word? Yes. Twice, the way I said it. No. <laughs> well done. That's all I want to say, Dave. Thanks, ship station. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm here, as always, with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Hello, Jess and Matt. Hello, Hi there, Dave. Dave. Well, this is very exciting because there's not just three of us in the room right now. There's four of us. Are you pregnant? Yes, again. <laughs> <laughs> I could refer to Matt's large ego or something like that. But no, pregnant, we'll go with that. That's good. That's good. Uh, no, we're here with my son that I just gave birth to, Andy Matt. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. Hello, everybody. Thank you so Happy much birthday. for having me on the show, Dad. <laughs> oh, it's great to have you here. And uh, we are big fans of your work. Many people will know you from the Two in the Think Tank podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just know you from Friendship. Thank you. Many of you may know me from Friendship. <laughs> and, and, and birth. And, of, of course, my recent birth. How which was made the, the news for being the first one to take place from a non-pregnant man on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you weren't even pregnant, Dave. I, it, I don't, well, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah, we knew that. Um, how did you find the... I thought he was the doctor of podcasts. That's true. You know, he, didn't, he never did that degree. Yeah, that PhD is very much pending. How did you find the birth of Andy? Quite pleasant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine Some that. Some people would say that having a beard would be uncomfortable. Sure. A bit scratchy on the way out. 
I actually found it quite smooth. I'm just Where's confused. it coming out from? It yeah. being Andy. I'm confused by Andy being larger than you also. That's confusing for me. He like, would have been wearing you like a puppet in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, if anything, we should be asking Andy how it feels to finally be free from that strange little cage he was in, that skin cage. Ooh. You're a skin cage. We're all in a skin cage, all right? Yeah, That's we? right. We're all pregnant with a, just a skeleton man or woman wow. who, when we do eventually give birth to them, will um, concern the doctors. <laughs> yes. Wow. And, and not get likes. It'd be like one of those ugly babies on Facebook, you know, who, like, you look at it and you're like, there's a picture of a baby here. This should have at least 100 likes. And then you see a baby and it's got, like, 20 likes. You're like, that's... Or when someone announces their engagement and get about 15, you think, oh, oh no. no. Yeah. People do not approve of this union. <laughs> yeah. They will not last. Yeah. I think that's a death knell. And, yeah, I think a man-sized skeleton baby, yeah. probably, like, you'd be lucky to get what. Yeah, I reckon, sympathy likes. I'd say that'd go viral. Andy. Yeah, I reckon oh. that'll be pretty big news. I definitely think before I ever get engaged or married or have kids, I'm going to just do a bit of a survey of my friends first, just to find out sort of how people are feeling. Like so, so hypothetically, your... <laughs> if I were to announce something like that, how would you respond? How many yeah. likes? Yeah. yeah, I want. I want to know what I'm looking at. So you like Photoshop up a fake fiance. Mm. Maybe. And mail it out. So like the modern thing of asking the father for permission to propose, it's asking all your friends for validation. Yeah, Yeah. and I want confirmation and a guarantee that I will have a certain number of likes. Facebook should set up pre-likes so you can (gasps) book it in. Yeah, Yeah, that is fantastic. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a big step, isn't it, to put something up there and you're not sure how it's going to go. But if there was like just a little subsection mm. or whatever where mm. you get people to book in your pre-likes, yep. it's like a futures market. You're like, I know there's a market out there for what I'm going to post. Yeah. I can with confidence put this up. I, I might th- even do something sincerely online if that happened. Yeah. If I could be guaranteed. That's and I, right. I think it would also be a really handy tool in terms of assessing your relationship. Like you might think you love someone, mm. but if you're only going to get 10 likes on an engagement post, something's not right. Yeah. Do you really love them? You mustn't love them. You mustn't love them. <laughs> Your friends and family have spoken. They don't love them. You can do better. You yeah. know? It's I fascinating. Yeah. There's a gap in the market and we'll all be rich. Yep. Let's lock that in before this podcast goes live. <laughs> yeah. Dave, what's the show about again? Now, if you haven't heard this show before, one of us uh, is going to do a report on a topic that the other three don't know what they're going to talk about. And this week, it is our friend, Andy Matthews, turned a report. If you debut your report, we've actually been talking about having you on for a long, long time. When we started the show and we talked about potential guests, you were definitely up there. Thank you. What happened? So we're very, we've been very excited to have... <laughs> what I'm trying to say is we're very excited that this fi- your schedule yeah, of moving blame- houses between... Rural Victoria and Melbourne CBD and back. It's been an open invitation this whole time. No, and I I I just said I'm going to redeem this. I hope it's still good. Yeah. And uh, it it was. It It was. was. And I think, like, I don't know if you've had someone on the show before who is as much of a fan of the show as I am because I'm also, I think, the biggest fan of Do Go On. So this is going to be a... A nightmare of in jokes, probably. I like. I spent some time <laughs> trying to choose a topic based around various in joke criteria. 
that I wanted to tick off, and in the end, it got too complicated. <laughs> so I was like, like, how could, I've got to find somebody who's like from a family with lots of kids. <laughs> Are you fangirling a little bit at the moment? From like, yeah, yeah, I know I am massively. Um, all my fangirl bits are flopping around all over the place. Put them away. Fangirl to the max. Um, but no, then I then I came up with a different topic. Would you like me to introduce the topic now? Yes. Well, but we usually we start with a question. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Look, I didn't want to. I just thought you were going to say the topic is, and I was going to say, look, you're clearly not the biggest fan. <laughs> I'm aware of the question, much more aware than you guys seem to be. <laughs> yeah. With your, once again, I haven't <laughs> thought of a question. But that being said. I was very cocky about my ability to come up with a question very early on in the report writing. And then as the date approached, the the question seemed to elude me further and further. And, and, yeah, and I actually hard. only just came down to the final decision very, very recently. So, Are you stalling because you still haven't decided? No, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, here's my question. Okay. Who is the person? <laughs> okay, it's a person. Okay. Or just who? Who is... The person who is most notorious for looking at fruit. Oh. Um, and I'll give you a hint. It's a person from history. Oh, okay. Is it um, <gasps> that comedian that headbutts watermelon? Do you reckon he does that eyes open or do you reckon he I thought you were talking about eyes? yourself for a second. You're talking about Gallagher. <laughs> Gallagher. Sorry, I'm the person who humps and oh, then right, headbutts sorry. watermelon. Yeah. But do you look at it beforehand or oh, do I'm, you yeah. like lights off? No, I'm just no. staring. Yeah. Dead eyes. Is it Eve? Eve? She, oh, she probably had a good. She would look have had a good look. She really she eyed it. off that apple, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. Is it the dad from the Coddy's ad where the song the is "My picks Dad Picks the Fruit"? You got to look at it to pick it, That's don't you? That's true. Were you yeah. just putting your hand in a tree? <laughs> yeah. You maniac! No, yeah, no, you wouldn't do that. I have, is, I have a genuine. I have a genuine answer. Is it Isaac Newton? It's Isaac oh. Newton. Yeah. Famous fruit observer, Isaac Newton. Why are we clapping? We never clap. Well, uh, it's excitement, and you actually got it right, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and well, it's a sciencey kind of one, and the idiot got it. I, I realised that, well, it's appropriate then because that didn't actually happen. That's a myth uh-huh. that he looked at fruit. So while he is famous for doing it, he probably never actually did it. Never so saw fruit. Your idiot status is preserved. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> like a good fruit. <laughs> In a jam. Oh, preserve. Very good. Well, <laughs> here we go. Isaac Newton was born on January 4th, 1643. A good year. Thank you. <laughs> I'm real hard right now. Uh, <laughs> he pointed at you. <laughs> in Woolsthorpe, Lincolnshire, Lincoln, Lincolnshire, England. Right. So he was born on January 4th, 1963, not 1643. But when he was born, right, that's on our current calendar. When he was born, they were using a different calendar called the Julian calendar. Currently, we use the Gregorian Gregorian calendar. Pope Gregory. When did that change? I I didn't realise that had changed so recently. Um. I don't have that information. But sometime between then and now. Yeah, sometime between then and now. It was sort of phased in. And I think actually like Greece only got the modern calendar in like 1928 or something like that. What did we gain or lose? I'll tell you. The Julian calendar, (laughs) which took effect in uh, 45th BC, 
by edict, it was the predominant calendar in the Western world until it was refined and gradually replaced by the Gregorian calendar. Hmm. It has the same months and same month lengths as the Julian calendar, but in the Gregorian calendar, years evenly divisible by 100 are not leap years, except for years divisible by 400. Did you know that? Fucking what? That years divisible in our current calendar, if a year, like every four years is a leap year, unless it's divisible by 100, right. when it's not, apparently. So the year 2000 was not a leap year? I guess. Right. Unless Surely it I'm was. completely wrong. Which That's is one of those things that I just wait until possible. someone tells me. I'm not. I'm yeah. not there. Going. Oh, next year. That's four years. Another leap year. I'll wait until if someone doesn't tell me it's a leap year, I'll assume it's not a leap year. <laughs> that's my system. That's the Mattorian yeah. calendar. Not a leap year is, until proven. Yes. Innocent. <laughs> on, on, yes. Is Gregorian from like what Pope Greg or something? Pope yeah, Gregory. There's a Pope Greg. That is my favourite fact it, so far. I think it's Pope Greg the 16th. What? There's heaps of Gregs. In the year 2000, there was February 29. I just looked it up. Ah, so, what does that wow. mean? Greg's a liar. Oh, okay, well, okay. In that, in that case, I am somehow wrong. Wait. Oh, maybe that one's divisible by 400. Oh, oh it, it is. It's divisible by 400 main years. So, there you go. Oh, and Dave's always talking about his good, good at math. So, you're saying that the year 1900. That's right. It's would not. not Anyway, all of this is not relevant. The only point is that on the calendar that he had, he was actually born on December 25th. So he was born on Christmas Day. There you go. Christmas Imagine you'd have to adjust your birthday, which if you're a Christmas babe, you'd probably want to do. Yeah. I hope hope they get a new calendar in soon. (laughs) (laughs) About bloody time we get a new calendar. So I don't have to double up on presents. (laughs) Uh, Isaac Newton was the only son of a prosperous local farmer. An Apparently, only kid. Yeah. Well, they definitely know what caused No, it, sorry, only son. Oh, hello. Could have had sisters. They didn't bother mentioning <laughs> <laughs> I looked at several resources that did not mention, just not counted. Mm. So there you go. Um, his father was a yeoman farmer. He, yeoman. He farmed yeoman. Well, I think we all know what that is. We can just move on. Yeah. <laughs> What's a yeoman? <laughs> as far as I can tell, it just means like a farmer. So anyway, he, was, he wasn't like a big landlord, but he was doing well. Oh. He's just yeoman around the countryside. Oh. Yep, yeoman in the... How does he greet people? Yeoman, yeoman, yeoman. <laughs> so his father was also called Isaac Newton. What are the chances of that? Anyway, uh, and he uh, died three months before he was born. Ah. Oh. Before um, his son was born or before he was born? Uh, <laughs> Which Isaac Newton are we talking about, I hear you ask? Is that, is that something to do with the calendar? Was, if the calendar changed, he <laughs> actually died before he was born. Previous, if, dis- the, if divisible, yeah. five, four hundred. Right. Mm. On the Gregorian calendar, he, was, he, was, he died at 48. But right. <laughs> can I point out something quite interesting? Yes. Andy will find it interesting, no one else will. If you look at... The iPhone calendar at the year 1900. If you look at it in uh, month view, it says Feb 29 exists. But if you click on February, the 29th disappears. There is no Feb 29 of the year 1900. I didn't know that. Of course you didn't because it was (laughs) 1900. Why would you know that? Why the fuck would you need to know that? I feel better knowing. I'm ready to die. So, yeah, that's great. Um, uh, 
Isaac was born tiny and weak, apparently. Ah, <laughs> oh, you did link it to Dave. <laughs> you chose someone. But Dave <laughs> remained that way for the rest of his life. Hopefully, Isaac grows up big and strong. Mm. And I, I, yep. <laughs> I think that's an interesting fact, unless the person who, who put this fact online didn't know what babies are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so feeble. He yeah, only weighs so three small. kilos. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you think you'd die? I thought men just came out of you, fully formed, well, with you, no skin. Well, you did. Yeah, skeleton muscle came, man came out of me. Um, uh, when he was, he was not expected to survive, but he did. Oh. Uh, when he was three years old, his mother. He's still alive. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Yeah, he wasn't expected to live, but he. Still alive. <laughs> wow. To this day. Still going. That is surprising. That <laughs> is very surprising, especially because he was born a baby. <laughs> when he was born three years old, his, manna, his mother, <laughs> Hannah <laughs> Aeskoff. Hello, Mana. <laughs> Hello, Fana. Her name was Hannah Aeskoff Newton. Aeskoff. <laughs> you don't meet many Aeskoffs. Not, that, beautiful not many. Beautiful name for a woman, Aeskoff. <laughs> is that one word? Yeah, A Y S C O U G H. Ace Cop. Thank you for <laughs> acting out her name over there, Jess. <laughs> she remarried to a well to do minister called Barnabas Smith. Oh, it's a classic. We now call Ace Cop's farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> it's those British pronunciations, they trip you up, don't they? Yeah, we've anglicised it. Yeah. Um, from the English. <laughs> yeah. We've anglicised it and eaten the fuck out of it. Like it, was, it was English to begin with. <laughs> anyway, so she went to live with her new Barnabas and um, <laughs> left young Newton in the care of his grandmother. Oh, what? Yeah. Was her name also Isaac Newton? <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, yes. Wow. You can take a kid with you. You yeah. can do that. No, nah, she wasn't into it. But you can't he make was so drink. small and weak. <laughs> what a dud. Yeah. Anyway, um, apparently this had an effect on him, in case you were wondering. His about... mum leaving him, abandoning yeah. him. Yeah. Mm. So, I don't know. What a pussy. Uh, what it says here. <laughs> um, Isaac apparently hated Smith, her, her father's new uh, husband, uh, but uh, he had no connection with him during his childhood. He had much more to do with his mother's new husband. Mother's new husband. Mother's sorry. mother's new husband. I'm sorry, I'm making a lot of mistakes. You're nervous. Uh, You're flustered. The, uh, I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, he had a lot more to do with his uncle, who was the rector of Burton Coggles, which I've just put in because I love those words. Rector of Burton Coggles. None of that is. That's gibberish. You put that on a business card. <laughs> yeah. Pleased to meet you. I'm available for anything you might need. Mm, they, what do they the make? Rectories? Rector of Burton Coggles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. I've heard of you on LinkedIn. <laughs> Some sort of Middle Earth job, I would think. Yeah. Do you have any idea what it means? He's a wizard. Oh, right. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thank, uh, you. thank you. Just say wizard, Andy. <laughs> he was a wizard. At age 12, his, uh, he was reunited with his mother after her second husband died. So she's having a oh, good run. A bit of a pattern forming mm, here. Very mm. interesting, Hannah. <laughs> Ace Cough. <laughs> Newton. Uh, Ace Cough Newton-Smith. Was... Is that her name now? Sure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, probably, quite possibly. Um, he was in, enrolled at the King's School in Grantham, a town in Lincolnshire, where he lodged with a local apothecary. Oh, oh just I was just in Adelaide, and they have an apothecary. Right. I said oh, that what? wrong, didn't Do I? they have an apothecary? <laughs> I walked past a few times wondering what that was. It looked cool. Try again to say it. Apothecary? No, apothecary. <laughs> no, apothecary. That's <laughs> very good. I've spoonerized it. That's um, not even right. An, ap- an apothecary is like a, a shit chemist, mm. I, I think. Oh. Like, yeah, it's like a pharmacist, isn't yeah. it? Right. Yeah, like before they had any genuine medicine. So yeah. it's just basically a lunatic with a shop front. <laughs> herbs. <laughs> yeah, herbs. Giving you oh, herbs. Leeches. They still have them in Adelaide. Yeah. Arsenic. Yeah. Get a bit of arsenic on that. When yeah. you you said God's uh, King's School, was that where king's you learned school. to be a king? It was, yes, yeah. I, it was a ve- weren't met, wasn't very well attended. No, <laughs> <laughs> but they aim high as well. Yeah. Yeah. Selective entry, you know. Right. So you have to sit an exam before you get in, and the exam says, "Are you the son of the king?" <laughs> yeah. And if you don't get it right, you don't get in. Right. But, uh, he was amazingly so. Huh. Um, he while is he was amazing. lodging with the apothecary, he was introduced to the fascinating world of chemistry. Mm. And they got along well. His mother pulled him out of school at the age of 12. Wait. That doesn't make sense. She she put him in the school when he was 12 and then pulled him out again when she, he was 12. She quickly <laughs> realised... out like a she dipped him. Bag. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she quickly realised he wasn't the son of the king. Exactly. You've got to get out of there. Um, no, I think I think maybe I, I made a mistake. He may not have gone in when he was 12, but he right. was pulled out when he was 12. And right. he was reunited with his mother when he was 12, and she came along and pulled him out. Big year. Right? Big year when Big he was 12. Whipped him out. And uh, her plan was to make him a farmer and have him tend to the family farm. But a yeoman? As a yeoman. Yep. Or yo boy. And, uh, <laughs> yo boy, yo boy, yo boy. Rawhide. And as he, but he was, he was a shit farmer. Possibly because he was twelve, and he was farming shit, yeah. and he was farming. So that's a sewerage. The brown officer, yeah, I think. The su- sewerage farm, yeah. sewerage farmer. No, yeah, it's just that. Pullman, pullman, pullman. Wait, how did we get to Rawhide? Dave, just um, went it's there. from all the wiping. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> pullman. <laughs> Uh, God, he's fast. Uh, he spent most of his time solving problems, making experiments, and devising mechanical models. Okay, so he, he wasn't very interested in farming. He was tinkering. He was a tinkerer, and so his mum got sick of this and sent him back to school. Until his uncle persuaded his mother to send him to Cambridge, where because he was poor, he was subsequently he subsequently he waited on tables. And took care of wealthier students' rooms. He was just sitting like on a, tables, waiting for... Waiting. I don't know what for. Someone to give him money or something or be told to leave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it sounds like it's hopeful. <laughs> it's hopeful, if nothing else. You don't have to force a joke. I thought that was very good. Waiting on tables. All right. Nah, you're shit, Matt. That was crap. <laughs> Jess and I are friends and we don't like you. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. But I thought it's, it's interesting <laughs> that, like, if you were if you couldn't afford to go to uni, I guess that was the aversion of like New Start or something. You can just like well, help out yeah. around the place, look after the richies. So Cambridge was al- always uh, like a top end school. Yeah, it was. It was really big, and uh, Cambridge they actually had a seat in Parliament, what? which yeah, which later on he he took up like a, just a chair. They just had a chair in there. There's, there was a chair in there. <laughs> Do you 
things. I've misunderstood some things Andy said today. Well, I mean, that's not even a joke because yes, they had a seat in Parliament. I don't know what I don't know what to do. I don't think you misunderstood it, Matt. I think you just but I'm pretty sure, it. I'm pretty sure that means that they also had a human um, that they were allowed to put on that chair. That is true. They were at the seat that they had. They were allowed to put. A man on it See, to that's, wait on that's it. the real value so there. he started out waiting on tables and later he waited on chairs which is much more dignified good for him um that is cra- their old system was wild though because it used to be just rich people in one house and then elected people in the other house it's not still like that is it house of lords anyway? oh, they still have rich people yeah so one house is still just the it's crazy dukes and stuff yeah it's really weird earls yeah like andrew lloyd webber for example Wait, he's in... He's got a seat. Oh. I think he only stepped down recently after about 30 years. Just because really? he's a famous billionaire. What's the female equivalent of an earl? It's probably oh. dame. Dame, dukes and... No, dames and dukes? Dames and sirs. Yeah, I don't know about earls. Yeah. Baroness uh, earl, is a oh, baron. baron. Yeah. Earless. Um, is it girl? And Earls and girls. That's <laughs> it. That's it. It'd no, probably but... be something... Girly early. <laughs> um, and prior to commencing his studies, he was required to take a vow of celibacy. So that's interesting. No right. fucking. Because None of that. While he studied. Yeah, while he's at uni. <laughs> that's the prime time. You're married to the textbook. Tell me about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. how, I mean, how binding is this vow? It's a pretty binding vow. Okay. I mean, yeah. a vow is quite quite binding. But then being bound up, some people find sexy. Yeah, that's true. That's a real... Like oh. it's, a, it's a double bind. It's a double which bind. Which is another bind, yeah. which makes it a triple bind. Oh, my God. So, oh, and that's so sexy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just like being caught up in administrative effort. <laughs> <laughs> makes me all hot and bothered. Uh, I like to fill out forms for like half an hour before we do it. <laughs> Life admin, you know. <laughs> Got to send some emails. I like to fill out a spreadsheet first. Mm. Mm. Before you spread me on the sheets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You Andy did a regret right? face. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, yeah, I think I think he was mainly regretting putting himself in that scenario. He could have put anyone in there, but right. he said it could have before been spreading me on the sheets. <laughs> yeah. And that was I think where he It would be pretty strange if you'd said, Yeah, before spreading Dave on the sheets. Yeah, that'd be it weird. It could have too. been someone. Yeah. That's true. I mean Maybe he could was have been Vegemite. Like a... <gasps> that would have been great. Imagine spreading Vegemite on the sheets. Ooh, no, don't... that's no good at all. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that would be good. That's, yeah. that's messy. Yeah. It seemed like a great idea. <laughs> it's like, this will be fun. Um, like most Euro- uh, universities in Europe, Cambridge was steeped in the Aristotelian philosophy and a view of nature resting on a geocentric view of the universe. So yeah. they... Even though, like, most or a lot of smart people had worked out that the Earth wasn't at the centre of the universe, I guess just because that's the way they'd always done it at the university, they was, that was the way they still taught everything. Sticklers, aren't they? They're sticklers. Stickled in, in the mud. And, uh, yeah, they thought that the Earth was at the centre of the universe and they believed a lot of Aristotle's stuff. Aristotle... I've written here, was a genius, but also a total moron. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the best people are. Well, yeah. yeah. Jess, um, Jess has got her hand raised. up on an audio podcast. Oh, I just, did I? <laughs> Thus proving her point. 
quite well. Mm. Um, so yeah. explain them more on... Well, Aristotle, like, if, if, if you ever tried to get your head around any of, like, ancient Greek philosophy or anything like no. that... It's yes. Yeah. Yeah. I he- mean... Heaps. Yeah. It's like they tried to work out everything in the universe but they didn't have science. Mm. So they were literally just making it up and then basing it on, like, riddles and religion. And you, you read it. It's it's still very important and interesting, apparently, and responsible for a lot of modern thought. But, like, trying to get your head around it, it just seems like total garbage. Like, it's just <laughs> the stuff. It just sounds like everyone was just stoned at a party at 3 a.m. and just <laughs> trying to work stuff out. <laughs> He was one of the characters on um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, I'm pretty sure. So maybe it had something to do with that when Checks he was out. plucked out. When they went back, they probably left some yeah. doobies. Yeah, yeah. I reckon there were some doobs. <laughs> doobs. There you go. Uh... <laughs> I loved watching Andy say doobies. Mm, thank I don't wanna, you. Don't want to harsh your vibe, man. Yeah. I felt very comfortable with it. I, I don't know tell. what you were picking up on. <laughs> Probably my level of comfort. Yeah. It was an uncomfortable level of comfort. Mm. It was intense. Um, and although he graduated without honours or distinctions, his efforts won him the title of scholar and four years of financial support for future education. So I don't know. So if you were so. getting distinction, what are you getting, like a yacht or something? Yeah, two yachts maybe. I mean, Three, if you're getting four. four years of free education and you're not even very good, I I don't I don't understand. I can't get my head around. Like education now, you have to pay for and stuff, and we're supposed to have come a long way. But you, I don't get it. Mm. I don't see why they couldn't have given him that before he had to wait on the tables and yeah. clean yeah. students' rooms and stuff. Anyway. Um, it's like oh, I could have used that education, those four years of education, for my four years of education. You know? Yeah, I've can, just done those. Can we retrospect that shit? Um, he so so far, right? Does a lot of like tinkering and stuff, but not no one. No one's expecting all that much from it. Okay, but now we get a really good name, Humphrey Babington. <laughs> That's a great name. That maybe is that? That's towards the top of the list. We got to get that. Ba- oh, we're getting a board happening. A Babington. Yeah. Babington. Humphrey is a great start. Humphrey anyway. is fantastic. And then Babington. Yeah, that is got, that's got to mm. be top 10. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Like some of the names that we've lost track of, like Aeskoff, I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I'm Let happy to have lost it. But where are the Babingtons? Yeah. Where are, where are they? If anything, Show yourselves. You'd think there'd be way more Babingtons around just from, you know, natural selection or whatever. Yeah. But. Interesting. Maybe they have to change their names. Yeah. Oh, for some, re- for some reason. Mm. All <laughs> the did... Babingtons went into witness protection. <laughs> Mole people. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. All of them. Mm-hmm. It's an Mold ancient mole person. That, yeah, heaps of hot moles. <laughs> anyway, so Humphrey Babington, he was one of the senior fellows at a Trinity College. He was the brother of a woman whom Newton lodged with while he was a student. And uh, he... Although it was not established beyond doubt, it seems that he may have helped him to get appointed to like to get this stuff at Trinity, get the extra education and stuff like that. So it's like who you know or who is the brother of the woman that you lodge with. As they say. Yeah, it's the networking. That's where that saying comes from. Mm. Wow. Um, It's not what you know. It's not what 
you brother of the woman that you lodge with. It's who you brother of the woman that you lodge with. Yeah. yeah. This expression. Uh, anyway, so you went back to stayed at uni, and then in 1665, the Great Plague came to Cambridge and forced the university to close, and he was away for two years. That's so great. Great. Plague. So you just got your four years of free education, yep. and you've just lost two. To the plague. Nah. It's like a plague day. It's like a snow day, but like two <laughs> plague years off. You know when you wake up in the morning yeah. and like you look out the window and everyone's got the plague, and you're yeah. like, oh, it's going to be a day off. School, yeah, yes, it's gonna be two years off school. Yeah, you look out and everyone's just got pus exploding yeah. from their buboes, and you'd be high fiving and saying, "Thanks, mate." Thanks, yeah. yeah, as you yeah. skateboard down and, the street, or you get out your toboggan and you yeah. probably toboggan and all the pus or something yeah. like that down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> Those great. were the days. Mm. Did we? Did we mention the Great Plague last week? Yes, we did. So it's the same sort of time frame. Uh, that was. There's been many plagues, haven't there? Yeah. Yes, actually, it was around for several hundred years, coming right. and going. Right. Well, it's coming at this stage, 1665. They call it the Great Plague, but I don't know if that's the same as the Black Death. I suppose I should have looked into that. Right. It's the Black be, Death right. is the one that was like, yeah, but killing come... like half of Europe. Or but whatever. then it would go away and then come back. Right. That's how great it was. Oh, come back. Encore. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It would leave and everyone's like, oh, God. Oh, and they don't turn the lights back on in the gig. So you're like, oh, it's like, going to come back. It's coming come back. back. But you still get excited when it comes back. Yeah. And you feel, like, you're like, you feel, I don't know, tingling or something. Yeah. Itchy. Yep. yep. Bit of leaking. Coughing. Here we go. Here it is. Oh, oh. oh is that pus? They're doing yes. the big hits. <laughs> um, but during these two years off from uni, he was very prolific and he came up with the original theory of calculus, which he called fluxions, and the binomial theorem for expanding mathematical equations. And he developed his theory of gravity, that every, th- every particle of matter attracts every other particle. So that's a pretty big one. People didn't realise that at the moment, at the time. Yeah. Right? So, like, people didn't realise that the same thing that holds the moon in orbit around the Earth is the same thing that, like, holds us on the ground and makes rocks fall down and stuff. They were like, well, those are totally separate things for some reason. And this is the time in which he would, in theory, have seen an apple falling off the tree and come up with the theory of gravity. Mm. Do you talk about where that myth came from? I do not, no. No, do you want to make up something now? Yes. Great. Um, He he was actually (laughs) looking at an orange tree. See, that's the myth, right? (laughs) And, And, you know... (laughs) It just got away from history and you know, they've run with it. It does feel like a pretty lame myth, like if they're trying to sex up his story a little bit, make it a bit more interesting. It feels more like maybe like a teacher was trying to explain it and mm. that's like the kind of story they'd use. I think like a lot of the myths back in that time, they had a lower standard for myths in general, I think. Sure. And I think... It's also a time they believed in witches and dragons and stuff. Lower so. standard, lower standard. You could get anything through as a myth in that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, witches are secretly stealing our children and controlling our minds. A man saw an apple fall out of a tree. <laughs> the list goes on. Yes. Slow down. <laughs> going to sell the film rights to this one. It's going to be big. Um yeah, look, but also... Big, that actually changed a lot, didn't it, the movie Big? 
Um, it ended up started out being a movie about a guy watched an apple. Well, it ended up being about Tom Hanks growing up real quick. You know what it's like when the network execs get their claws mm. into these things. Yeah. You know. Sydney Scheinberg gets his hands on a script. <laughs> um, so uh, he did some calculations to try and prove that this was the case, and he wasn't successful, like proving that the moon is held in place by the same thing as like his calculations came out wrong, but it, it didn't stop him from believing it apparently. And that is good science. That, I was going to say that is sort of the opposite of what they teach you should do. Yeah. And while everyone like Newton is sort of the father of modern science in many, many ways and is credited with a lot of the scientific method, which is like taking, you know, observations of the universe and testing them and making theories. So often it seems like, he did things totally the opposite way. Right. He just was like, this is what it is and I'll prove it somehow. <laughs> somehow. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get back to you. And it's just that he was a genius and he was right most of the time. Right, so there was, so it wasn't just lucky guesses. That, so there's not like a hundred things that he said were factual that actually stupidly wrong. Um, well, well, we'll get on to that a bit because he also, particularly later in his life, went a bit weird. Uh, <laughs> All the greats do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm in my weird years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we know. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also uh, came up with the three laws of motion, Newton's, Newton's three laws. Loca. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Jess. E. <laughs> and no, I got nothing. I would like to second that. Forward. Yeah, very there good. Go. Yeah, great. Uh, no, does anybody know Newton's laws of motion? Do you care? Do you want to? Do you want to do? I think these? it's everything has an equal and opposite reaction. Is that what I mean? That's the third one. That's very third good. One. For every action force exerted by an op- object, there is an equal and opposite reaction force exerted on that object. Um, that's good. that's to, a to big just one. just say it, but more difficult to understand. Yep. So, uh, huh. anything else? Loca is one yeah. of them, I think. <laughs> he also came up with the, 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 the first law of motion, uh, which is that uh, everything like will keep moving unless you put a force on it. So, like, you know, if you throw... If, that's why, like a spaceship floating through space, just mm. keeps floating forever and ever. So, and ever. say everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Exactly, because they don't know how to stop. No one, no one's there to stop them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys said I was the idiot. Uh, and uh, the same thing that things won't move unless you put a force on it. Like if something's sitting still, it won't work, move unless you put a force on it. And the second one, which is uh, an equation about. The force is proportional to the acceleration and the mass of the object. Sorry, I just smashed a microphone there. A lot of um, mass anyway. you put on that. Yeah, I did, and we saw a reaction. Yes. Uh, so is that the the theory that everything falls at a similar speed? Is that 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 one being put into practice? Everything falls at a similar speed. Well, sorry, everything. Well, no, I'll stand by that. I'll stand by that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. So you're you're right. That well, things accelerate at the same rate. Yeah. Gravity. So if you drop a bowling ball, but you drop a peanut out of it. A plane, they'll fall at the same. Wow, that's uh, if, there, if there was that is the case. If there was no atmosphere, so on right, the moon, vacuum, on the moon, that is correct. In a vacuum, everything. Yeah, but how often, Dave, are you dropping a peanut and a bowling ball in a vacuum? Well, have you ever seen a vacuum ad? They're obsessed with bowling balls. For have some you ever reason. seen oh. ever seen Dave go bowling? <laughs> have you ever vacuum. seen Dave in a vacuum <laughs> with a peanut? 
He cannot hold on to it. It's <laughs> slipping out of his little hands. It's like one of those game shows where you got to, there's like a win box and you've yeah. got to grab cash. I'm trying to grab peanuts. And oh, bowling I can't get balls. It's a ball. Oh, it fucking hurts. Oh, I've got a peanut. Oh, I ate it. Good entertainment. That's Bit a nightmare. The radio play there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so in a vacuum. So if if you're in a vacuum, if you like, if you're on the moon, if you dropped a bowling ball and a and a feather, a bowling ball, a bowling ball. Yeah, <laughs> you know when when you go bowling. Yeah, you know, I do. As a baller, I'm a baller. Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. I bowl regularly. Yep, yep. I yep, take yep. my bowling ball. Yes. And sometimes I go bowling, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's on the moon, and sometimes bowl- I drop it bowling. <laughs> and uh, drop a feather at the same time. Don't like hit the ground or whatever the moon's version of the ground is, the moon ground, the mound. I feel like I derailed it. Was that anything to do with that second law? Yeah, that's relevant to that second law. Oh, thank goodness. I thought I was talking shit. No, that's great, Dave. Good job, Dave. So those are the three. Love science. Yep. Big three laws. Anyway, those are very relevant. Hey, Andy, what about this? What's heavier, a ton of feathers or a ton of bowling balls? (laughs) <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. Do, do you mean ton like in terms of weight, or do you just mean like a ton of them? Like you know when you got like a ton of. He's good. Ton of He's stuff. very good. He's yeah. good. I mean like a ton of stuff. Yeah, just got a ton of just got like oh, a ton of bowling balls over there, a ton of feathers over there. Oh, it's bowling balls. Yes, correct. Yeah. Well done. God, um, he is good, isn't he? Did he yeah. try and come up with a fourth law and just couldn't? No, he just appreciated the comedy rule, the rule of three. three. <laughs> Love the rule of three. <laughs> I'm glad that he didn't. How do you feel about the rule of three, Jess? Big fan. Okay, so three is okay. That's a round no, enough I number. I hate three. Okay, well, but three is actually a number that is comes up a lot in my life. It's the magic number, Jess. All Jess's, uh, all Jess's jokes is like nine examples and then the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> she really beds down the concept. Yeah. It's the Perkins rule of ten. Yep. <laughs> You see her counting them off on her fingers. Here we go. And you know when it's coming, but it's much more satisfying because it's a round number. Yeah, exactly. You get it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will lose count by then, so they're still surprised. Yep. I thought that was only nine. No, nah, it was ten. Um, so he also developed uh, techniques for grinding lenses into shapes other than a sphere. There you go. Uh, so and... before that, lenses were just spheres. They were just, yeah, just well, just like curved like a circle, right, which you can use for, like, focusing to a certain extent. But actually the best lenses are different shapes. So if you want to make a telescope or a magnifying glass, it's not like a slice of a – because that's – my glasses, right, they're not like half a half a ball, half a glass ball. No, they're three-quarters of a glass ball. They're three-quarters of a glass ball. I'm peering through – yeah. <laughs> real uh, bulbous, bulbous goggles there. Um. But, yeah, so there are, there are better shapes, and he worked out ways to make those accurately. So he did all of this in his two years off from oh school. I would I never go back. Yeah. He's turned I'm the starting corner. to understand why this guy's well-known. Well, is he, though? Because he didn't tell anybody about any of that stuff, oh. right? And that is a thing that, like, continues throughout his life. He's really, really reluctant to, like, publish any of his there. work. Is that out of kind embarrassment of... or because he wants to make cash? It's It's... Sort of out of embarrassment. I think he's very what well, you see later on. He cannot handle criticism of any kind because his mum left. I think I think this is one of the things. Like he's he yeah he's worried about being judged or being mm. disliked or abandoned or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's all comes. It's his mum's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, judging. Know. I'm going to judge her parenting and say, oh my god, 
Yeah. No, bad mother. Oh, oh my God. Don't do that, Andy. <sighs> but I'm sorry. But A's cough can. You fuck can say it. You can say it. Thank you. <laughs> um, he also wrote a paper about uh, infinite series. And I've got a joke written down here. Uh, it's good to announce it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hit us with the joke. Well, we are so, not intelligent enough probably to recognise that it was uh, a science joke. So he, that... he, he, he wrote a paper about infinite series. I've written, uh, like the Simpsons. Because <laughs> it keeps, it keeps, keeps Buddy going. going. Yeah. And also it was just an, like you wanted to get in an in-joke because we talk about the Simpsons And you talk about the Simpsons. That's great. All the time. Well, we, joke... we do normally back announce our jokes, not once <laughs> yeah, announce yeah, them. Yeah. But... We go, there was the joke. <laughs> we're a bit like Isaac Newton. We're very, we don't like criticism, yeah. so we defend our jokes. Yeah. <laughs> right, after the fact. Yeah. That was a joke, you fuckheads. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you were like Isaac Newton, you wouldn't tell anyone your jokes at all mm. until one of your friends like told somebody else about it or forced you to publish it somehow or other, and then if somebody, if people didn't laugh, you'd get furious. Forced publish. Pretty much. Bloody hell. So anyway, he, he, he wrote a paper about Infinite Series, right? And he, uh, like The Simpsons, and he shared it with his friend. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> that is good. And he shared it with his friend and mentor, Isaac Barrow. Okay, so another many Isaacs. Isaacs. So many Isaacs. So what are they, Hanson? <laughs> there was an Isaac and a Zach in Hanson. An Isaac the, and a Zach. Really? That's yeah. wild. And what was the other one's name? Taylor. Taylor. Are you sure it wasn't just the same guy referring to himself <laughs> in the third person? <laughs> Isaac. Early on, he made that mistake. Oh, mm. oh dear. That is wild oh, you might by be the right. parents. Yeah. They loved Zach. I'm pretty sure they had as a about sound. nine children, so they yeah. ran out of names. Mm-hmm. As we all know, there's only eight. And Isaac was one of the older kids. There was Zach also was a J-Zach, a K-Zach. So it just Zach, comes back around. Yeah. Yeah. M-Zach. Start the process again. Were there more Hansons than mm. were in the band? Oh, mm. what a life they had. Oh, yep. Brutal. Do you reckon they had auditions? Oh. Like within the family? Probably. Yeah, Brozac did not get in. I would. Didn't Prozac. <laughs> you would have he thought was he very good. He was good. He was already making too much cash. So he, he, shared, he shared this paper with his friend. He wouldn't normally tell anybody anything, so he shared it with a friend. Uh, and Barrow shared the unaccredited manuscript because he, he didn't include his name as the author even when he gave him this paper. And he shared the unaccredited manuscript with a British mathematician called John Collins, uh, who identified the author, and he he said it just verbally. He was like, the author is Mr. Newton, very young, but of an extraordinary genius and proficiency in these things. Mm. That's not bad. Genius and proficiency. Mm. And young. Yes. (laughs) These are all desirable things. What a catch. (laughs) To be young again. He's really ugly, though. Yeah, am I picturing him right? He looks like a judge with a wig head. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I've got a description of him later on. Do you want me to go to the description now so you can picture him? Just continue. All right, great. Um, but Don't yeah, let us no, disturb you. That's a, that is a good good wrap up. Very young, extraordinary genius and proficient, mm. and very ugly. And no, there's what a dog. <laughs> John Collins said the that the dog faced man. No, he's he's quite striking. Like he's got a good, quite like he's very shapely face. A lot of like features and stuff. A lot of scars. No, no, no. But a just lot of three features. noses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like like. Maybe not ugly, but like you wouldn't get bored looking at his right. face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think there's many people that I've looked at and gone, ugh, bored. Yawn. Yeah. God, I'm sick of looking at that face. But you're not a genius yeah. like this guy. What do you mean? But I you thought are... we just we agreed that I was a genius and a moron. Yeah. yeah. That's I was Aristotle. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, Newton's his work was brought to the attention of the mathematics community for the first time. And uh, what a nice. fun community! I know. Pack of fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yep, definitely a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Go surfing or something, you fucking nerds. Go outside. You used to tell a bunch of English people to go surfing. Maths is dumb. Who needs it? Pythagoras, more like, fuck off. This yeah. is all in my report. It's amazing that you're getting all of this. this is exactly I can what read your screen they from all here, said. yeah. Um, uh, so he was, uh, some people knew about him now for the first time, so his name's getting out there. And Barrow, Isaac Barrow, he resigned his professorship at Cambridge and Newton assumed the chair. Wow. Uh, a bit like when Obi-Wan lets Darth Vader kill him so that Luke can be the new professor yes. of the ship. And, yes. Andy, can you go on there? He assumed the chair what? So he just was, stopped mid-sentence there. Would, would be really comfy. Mm-hmm. So he, had a, he, he sat in it. Had a yep. sit. Had a little sit. Yep. That makes sense. Sorry. And do you think that he stepped down because he was old? Or was he like... You're better than me. You should be in this chair. A lot of people with these jobs just seem to, they stayed in them until they were dead, right? So I think he he must have, I reckon, I reckon there's a good chance that he saw how good this guy was and was like, let's get him in. I, I, I can't compete. Um, That's great. So yeah. he's got a, a, a nice-sized ego. A lot of people would just fight on, right? Yeah. No, I'd, I'd say healthy. Yeah. Healthy. He's, self, you know, he's got self-regard. But he doesn't need to prove anything. Yes. You know, and when he sees somebody coming along, he's like, oh, here you was, go. Was this a famous guy? I missed his name. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. <laughs> this is Isaac Barrow. This is just Oh, this is Barrow. Barrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this was, uh, <laughs> this was his job as a professor at the university, right? He lectured once a week for half an hour for one term of the year, dictating his lectures so far, as fast as they could be written down, right? So that was... Half an hour mm. once a week mm. for... Maybe a quarter of the year. Yep. That's a good gig. Yeah. Yep. So like ten lectures a year or something like that. Ten half but, hours. It was a different calendar. Wasn't five it? hours. <laughs> yeah, different calendar. That was nine hundred weeks. <laughs> um, but he would let students come and ask him questions about the uh, the lecture for four hours. <laughs> I was going to say for four minutes, <laughs> one day a year. So he's working. That'd be like... intimidating, right? But he's. What was he like as a person to chat to? Do you know? Do you have that kind of intel? Yeah, I do. I, I do actually. Yeah, not good. Right. Not good. He was um, sort of vague. Like he was always thinking about other stuff, and he would take offence at really things that people hadn't really said that were offensive. Like he seemed to be very sensitive. And yeah. So anyway, so it would have been a fun four hours. But he was doing basically a four-hour work week, which I think is very ahead of his time, very yes. modern. What's Did he invent that? Did Put he a lot of money that? into, like, shares and Bitcoin and stuff. And, <laughs> yeah. Right. God, yeah. he's good. Weird, yeah. weird diets and health routines. Mm-hmm. What's that guy's name? Pete Evans? Talking know. about Tim Ferriss? Tim Ferriss. Right. Four-hour work week. Oh, so that, is that who that is? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to do a reference to something. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> I think you're in the same sort of ballpark, only I think Tim Ferriss might be a bit more legit than Pete Evans, although I have no idea either. I mean, Pete Evans is the judge on My, my Kitchen, kitchen rules. rules. Yeah, he is, but he has weird food stuff. Like, yeah, he does right. diets yes. and he's, you know. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a caveman. Paleo. But I yeah. think he's more than happy to work for more than four hours a week. Yes. And get paid millions of dollars. Good man. Um, so he spent a lot of time investigating light, 
very interesting light. Right? Okay. And uh, here's an extract describing an experiment that he did. So this is from reading from his um, his diary, which is like an old English. So I'll try and well, not old English, but it's like. You know, before they had spelling and, like, sentences and stuff? Mm. Yeah, it's relatively old, Andy. I think 400 years you could call that old English. All right. It's all relative, <laughs> man. Yeah. Relative, um, man. And by the way, do you guys know what a bodkin is? Yeah, obviously we all know what yes, a bodkin is. We can move on from bodkins. But for the idiots at home, yeah. what is a bodkin? Would it give you a clue if I'm about to tell you that he pokes the bodkin in behind his eyeball? Uh, is that his partner or...? <laughs> it's a, like a four-point pen, I think. It's, you, you, you're close. It's just a needle. A needle. Right? So it's like a curved needle is a bodkin. Uh-huh. And he actually did that? So if you – yeah. So anyway, I'm going to give you much more detail, Matt, so oh, get ready. I don't know if I want to. And if you want to picture what this looks bit. like, there's a lot – this English – there's a lot of like extra E's on the ends of words and stuff. <laughs> like took has got an E on the end for some Oh, words. took A. I, I took A. I took a bodkin. And put Sorry, it, it's a took a a bodkin. <laughs> I took a a bodkin a, and uh, put it betwixt my eye and the bone, as near to the backside of my eye as I could, oh. pressing my eye with the end of it, so as to make the curvature in my eye. There appeared several white, dark-coloured circles, which circles were plainest when I continued to rub the eye with the point of the bodkin. But if I held my eye and, and the bodkin still, though I continued to press my eye with the, in circles, they would grow, faint, and often disappear until I removed them by removing, by moving my eye or the bodkin. Has, so, he, has he just described blinding himself? He, he's <laughs> given it a fair crack. <laughs> But he's yeah he's got basically got a needle shoved it in under behind his eye oh. and is pressing and oh no like, I can still hear him <laughs> <laughs> took his headphones off to get away from the sound Matt's genuinely troubled by this I'm sorry um, yeah oh, there's something about eyes I'm happy with most things but sticking things in eyes I don't love it I'm imagining that he's doing this whilst he's yeah, doing I the said it. so this is this is this is science basically. Sorry, is he that? doing this during his four-hour work week while people are trying to ask questions about the lectures, <laughs> and he's thinking about other things? He's mainly about the pain in his eye. Look, this would no doubt make somebody a bad conversationist if they were shoving needles in their eye while you were talk, trying to talk to them. Yeah, that'd be. You'd be a... like, I get this shit. I'll leave. Yeah. Okay, fuck You've it obviously up. got stuff going on. All right. You don't want to chat. It would guess... feel like a test, I reckon, in some sort of a goodwill hunting kind of way, some sort of a genius test. I've, I can't remember how that movie goes. Does he ever stick things in his eyes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, all, it's all eye it's stabbing. All it yeah. I guess like this would be the equivalent at the time of somebody like looking at their he phone while apples. you were trying to talk to them. <laughs> looking at their phone. Well, yeah, because he's seeing coloured circles and stuff. Like There would have been no other way to do that yeah. at that time. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have just been, I guess, entertaining. Um, he also did a thing where he looked at straight at the sun for like uh, ten minutes. Oh, like Trump. And then, yeah, yeah, like Trump, but worse. And uh, he then had to spend like three days in bed with his eyes closed and a cloth over his eyes because he almost blinded himself. But you know that was what passed for science at the time. And okay. uh, good on him. Yeah, at least he was doing these tests on himself. These days, they'd probably do it on someone else. I reckon. You know, yeah. Science of today. They've lost, yeah. what, they've lost their nerve. Probably That's doing right. it on Optic a rabbit. Nerve, probably yeah. stabbing it with a needle. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. 
if it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh, my God, it's expanding, yeah, like yeah. More physically. Like it's growing more customers, yes. more interest. Not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's, yeah. oh, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products or you offer services like massage or oh. nails oh my gosh. or uh, consulting. Should we after this get mani-pedis? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh, yeah. it looks like Jess has just uploaded something. What? It, but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organize your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Um. In 1672, he invented the reflecting telescope and also the sextant, although he didn't tell anybody about it. <laughs> you wouldn't if you if you no if you invented a sextant. Yeah, sextant. <laughs> yeah, sextant. Yeah. Sex kind of I'd keep that in myself as so well. Like a falls festival kind of a thing. Or, yeah, know, baby. So you go with you know seven friends. Each of you have a tent, and there's the eighth tent, which is the sex tent, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is fucked. But that's how we do it. But he didn't tell anybody, so I guess nobody would have had sex yeah. in it. Why aren't people, just people would having... be like, why is there that extra tent there? And you... yeah. I mean, we've already got our own tent. Why are you just having sex in your own tent? No, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> we all do it in the same one. <laughs> <laughs> and then what, I guess we hose it down or burn it or yeah, something? Burn we'll leave it. it behind. Burn it. You don't want to keep that. Um. So, uh, yeah, again, he wasn't telling people about things that he'd invented. Sure. Um, he showed that light could be broken up in a prism uh, into coloured light. So white light, if you shine it through like a, you know, like a, a glass It's like block that famous album cover. Of? Dark Side of the Moon. By? The famous band Pink Floyd. From? The U- United Kingdom. With? <laughs> with love. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a real expert. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to picture it, that's what it is. And that so he was oh. the first person to explain uh, why how colours come from the rainbow, because that's you know basically sort of more or less in a sense what's happening with a rainbow. Light is being reflected and reflected yeah. How, so how, can you explain rainbows quickly? No. Is it okay. so, something to do with the water in the in the air? Yeah. So you've got um, you've got water spread throughout the air. So you've had. Rain or cloud or whatever, so it's little droplets of water all through the air, and light, which is white light from the sun, which is a mixture of all the different colours, comes in and goes into those droplets and bounces around in those droplets. And when it comes back out of the droplets, different colours of light are like slowed down and bent in the water at different speeds, and so reflect back at different angles. So you're more likely to see, you know, red from a higher angle and uh-huh. blue from a lower angle or whatever the order it is that the uh, the rainbow comes through. So that's why 
the sun always has to be behind you, I think, for the right. and the rainbow will be in front of you, and yeah. Why is it? Why is it in an arch? Is that, that just because the the dis the the angle that the light is reflecting at is the same every point around that arch? Does that make sense? So it those all those points are like a different at the same angle from you. All the red light all right. the way around that arch is the same angle to your eye. Ah. All the blue light is the same angle to your eye. Right. All the way around that. I think I almost understand what you're talking about. Where does the pot of gold come into it? <laughs> Who's in charge of that? It's the leprechauns. Yeah. If yeah, anything, of you've kind of ruined the magic of rainbows. Well, there is no magic is what I'm saying. <laughs> Thus ruining the magic. No, no, no. There was no magic, so I'm not ruining it. <sighs> right. right. Just salt on a wound now, isn't no, it? No, no, no. There was no <laughs> wound. Okay. But is there salt? no salt? Is there salt? Oh, there's a bit of salt. Ask the Turkman Bashi, Dave. Oh, free salt for all. That's a deep cut. <laughs> Don't put any salt on that so deep on cut. that deep cut, bloody hell. <laughs> that wound. Um, so there you go. So he's, he's, he's doing pretty well. He's explaining a bunch of stuff. He's yeah. not really publishing anything. He's putting a few notes in little journals and stuff. Um, so information is sort of getting out there and he's telling his students. But, like, I think the way you established firmly stuff at the time was to publish like a big book or a big paper and he's not, really not into that because he doesn't want criticism. Right. And is he but he's got this bit of a reputation as this yeah quiet genius. I guess right? like there's buzz, you know, there's oh, a lot of buzz, a buzz around Newton. You, know, you hear Oscar's somebody's buzz you know yeah for his performance in Rainbow. <laughs> was he in Rainbow? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Is Rainbow a thing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Andy, you just explained it. Oh yeah. Is rainbow a thing? Um, so he, but but not everyone is keen on his uh, discoveries in optics. Specifically, uh, a bloke called Robert Hooke. Right, he, he was, sounds like the bad guy in this story. He does, and he very much is. Great. Did he also do a lot of stuff with the back of his eyes with his hook hand? His that is, yeah. <laughs> He shoved it in there, he wiggled it around, and that was why he didn't like Newton because Newton used a needle and he thought that was cheating a bit. Yeah. Hook had gone to all the effort to, like, cut the hand off yep. and have it replaced with a hook. Mm-hmm. He was doing things right. Yeah. And this guy is just, this like, holding a bodkin. Yeah. Just rushing it. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, so he, he wasn't a fan. He was the president of the Royal Academy, which is, like, the Royal Academy of Science or whatever. It's a big group. Of, of nerds. Thank you. He was Is a king it? nerd. Yeah. Nerd king. King oh, nerd. Oh, yeah, all hell. Fucking king of the nerds. King Who nerd cares? of Nerd Mountain. <laughs> yeah. It's all written down here. Yeah, fucking um, nerds. So he criticised Newton's uh, writings uh, in a very condescending fashion. Oh, no. Newton and, doesn't uh, like criticism. Hmm, that kind of tone. Hmm. Oh, do you think that's how light works? Oh. Um, okay, nice one, Newton, I guess, but not really because you suck. Andy, were you a girl at my all-girls school? Because um, uh, you nailed it. Thanks. Did not answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I, f- I, I fingernailed it. Ah. Oh, I was trying to think of another girl thing. Yeah, we also have, have fingernails, right? Only girls do. Yeah. Yeah. I just got stumps. They're I all flaky and gross. Fingernailed it. Look, okay. Matt, okay, I didn't see you doing a joke. <laughs> and you won't. see me doing a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he tried. Yeah, that's true. Um, Newton went into a rage. He denied Hooke's charge that his theories had any shortcomings. 
Okay, mm. so that's a strong comeback, yeah. I reckon. And I encourage you, if anyone says anything nasty to you in the future, say, I deny that I have any shortcomings, <laughs> is the ultimate. I do, I do do that. Yeah. He do do that. I do do that. I uh, shit that out, is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah. I do do not have I any put, shortcomings. Yeah. I put that in an envelope and I send it back to him. Yeah, the nerds. Those fucking nerds. Yeah, he's really getting Dave, did you get my mail? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was some sort of mistake. Nah, mate. mate. Finger mail. Pretty clearly written in feces on the letter there. Yeah, it said Dave in brackets, nerd, wannaki. Yeah. Yeah, no mistake. It's pretty clear. No mistake and namaste. (laughs) That sounds similar. Namaste. Just uh, give yourself five minutes for that one. <laughs> this does feel um, like a, like both the most intelligent episode we've ever done and also the dumbest episode we've ever done. I hope I'm not being – am I being, like, boring? Jess is yawning a lot. <laughs> and just She's know. just a rude bitch. No, yeah. no, no. Okay. This is, this is a fascinating story. I really do know nothing. I knew no, – the nothing. only thing I knew about him was that maybe there was an apple. Yeah. yeah. I knew and that that might a... not have been true, but mm. I didn't realise that was not at all true. I thought it maybe had been – like um, really fluffed up by yeah. Hollywood. I can't. I can't deny that he may have seen an apple at some oh, point. Story's so, changing. Yeah, everything. There's a basis in truth yeah. for all these stories. You know? And Andy, I just want to point out as well that I have really laid it on thick today in terms of my criticism of nerds. Yeah. Um, and just I, for playing a character. And I you stand in- by that. <laughs> Yes, but I also acknowledge that um, you know our listeners may not know that you do have a, a science background. Yeah, but you're one of the good ones. Thanks, mate. So you're okay. <laughs> when I'm saying "fuck off, nerds," you mean it's about all... people like you. Yes, but not you. Yeah, Dave. No. She's it's... talking about Dave. Yeah. Okay, it's other people with skill sets and interests and, and education that's similar to yours. But, but I can I can take it. Don't you know what? But you're I deny that I have any shortcomings. <laughs> great. Okay. Great. Yeah, oh, it was so good to see that in action. Yeah. <laughs> it works, it's really inspiring. It? it really works. Yeah, really. Shut that rude bitch up. If if it was true, if he did see an apple, what kind of apple do you think he would have seen for? I've true? always imagined a red apple. Interesting. Me too. Yeah. And Never is, a that, green. is that right? Look, uh, <laughs> you know, I've got thoughts on apples, Matt. You probably heard me on this topic. And uh, I just hope it was one of the good apples. And not one of the shoot apples, so I'm thinking like a pink lady. Mm, yeah. I love but a not, pink lady. But not a red delicious. Fuck off red delicious. Fuck off red delicious. That's yeah. bullshit. Red delicious looks like a good fake apple, but yeah. it basically is and ornamental. And it tastes like a yeah. fake apple as well. They're powdery. The it is so powdery. Powdery and like bitter and that skin is so thick. <laughs> I like a crisp pink lady. Thank you. That's right. Number one, pink lady. Yep. Two, maybe Two. a Fuji. Fuji's pretty good. Uh, Cox's Orange Pippin. <laughs> Just like saying it. <laughs> Don't know what it is. <laughs> Sounds like Don't an know. orange. Yeah, it does. Or a fish. Could be a fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. A um, so one of the differences between Hook and Newton, Hook was older, but one of the differences scientifically was that... Uh, he was n- older. That That's he was older. also it's scientifically fact. correct. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Um, while Newton thought light was particles, right? He thought light was like l- tiny little balls of stuff that were like bouncing off things. Uh, Hook thought it was waves, so he was thought it was some sort of wave, probably in this thing that they all thought existed that was the ether, which just like permeated everywhere in the universe and was like an invisible 
undetectable substance that was all through space and through the air. Okay. Waves is more accurate, isn't it? I was going to say, I, I could not tell you. Both of those sound wrong. But waves sounds more right to me. If you were going to say it's not particles or waves, what would you say it is? I would say it's mist. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So this room I is lit up by mist. Um, have you heard the term a light mist? Wow. That's what it is. <laughs> no, actually, I don't think that's a... I think that people say very often. But people say that. Andy. Oh, a light mist out there coming from our light. Sun. Sun. <laughs> May I also have a stab yeah, have a at stab. some science? I think it's a feeling. Yes. Okay. Light is That's a feeling. good. Um, I didn't really, yeah, that, I hadn't considered that, but I agree. Uh, well, you're both wrong. Um, and uh, both of these guys are also both wrong, but they're also both right. Light is both a wave and a particle. So yes, there you go. Which is, if you're going to put it into one word, Jess? A feeling. Thank you. <laughs> or a pave. Or a warticle. <laughs> they should call it that. A warticle is a fun. Is fun. Oh, having a warticle. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they are actually both incorrect yet correct. Yeah, because light, it turns out, um, moves in photons, which are little packets of stuff which is kind of like a particle, but also they behave like a wave. So they demonstrate all these properties of waves, like sort of they interfere with each other like waves do and they, you know, reflect and move through things like waves do. So, yeah, it's kind light of Light can both. move through you. Um, light can, well, well, X-rays, right, right, are a type of light. So that's just like a really high-energy, low, uh, high-frequency light. So they can move through you. Gamma rays with like radiation, they can move pretty much straight through you. Yeah. The higher energy it is, the more easily it can go through stuff. Or if you're wearing like a very like a a a very thin blouse. Thin blouse. (laughs) blouse. I've I've not often worn a blouse. Yeah. Or like you've got a wet t shirt. But if they are you are wearing a blouse. I mean I am wearing a blouse. I don't often wear it. But if you are wearing one, it's always thin. Yes. Exactly. And wet. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what it is. You're right. No, so it's both. So anyway, he's he's not dealing with this well. This, uh, <laughs> this uh, I love the idea that he just can't take criticism. But it's also yeah. interesting how they, they go hard at each other, but I guess that's how it has to work. Everyone's going hard at each other all the time in this period. Like there's, it's all like writing letters to because even these guys they hate each other right and they're like constantly writing letters to each other and strongly worded letters strongly worded letters Great. oh no i think you'll find i yeah. think you'll find i think i think they used that a lot yeah he probably just had a stamp that said i think you'll find <laughs> and then would... <laughs> he signed his name yeah. didn't actually write what you think he'd find what is the like equivalent of autocomplete or something at yeah. that time um he uh, so how how he dealt with this criticism was that he delayed publishing his book about it until all the critics were dead, which I think is a you know Bold. strong move. Yeah. Bold. yeah, including Hook, including Hook. Yeah, didn't publish it. Hook died in seventeen oh three. And, and interestingly, in no new critics were born in those years. That's right. <laughs> Amazing. Everyone was very supportive. Well, actually, my dream is to outlive the critics. One of the things was that he was, I think, because he was young and having a lot of, you know, coming up with a lot of new theories, a lot of the older people were, you know, sticklers in the mud. Yeah, they weren't they, hip. Uh, they weren't hip to his, his new way of doing things, yeah. you know. I guess you could say he was a bit like Kevin Bacon in Footloose. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And Hook was like the mayor of whatever that town was that band dancing. I think Footloose. It was Footloose, yeah. Footloose the town? town? Yeah. 
Yeah, right. Footloose, what a footloose, stupid Virginia. fucking rule. Right. Banning dancing. No dancing. And that was John Lithgow. And he's fun. Yeah. He's now Winston really? Churchill. Wasn't that John Lithgow? Probably. <laughs> that was making the rule in Footloose? I feel like it wasn't, but it could well have been. He's, he's well, been the same sh- age for his whole life, John Lithgow. It should have been, characters. yeah. It's really impressive. Yeah. You go, like, grey early. Yeah. And then you just coast. That, Newton did that. Newton went grey at 33 and just had, like, thick grey hair for the rest of his life. So to do folks. it. And especially Man. in that kind of game where you want to be, like, respected. Dignified. Yeah. yeah. You want to look older than you are because people go, you're young, what would you know? Yeah. Say, so check out this mop. <laughs> yeah. And this scar behind my eye. It looks like my head is surrounded by a light mist, <laughs> but it's actually my... Yeah, right. But it's actually light, not mist. Um, same, same. <laughs> So uh, there, and he's hooked. He's hooked the man that we don't know what he looks like. Is that that man? <laughs> I have no idea what he looks like. John what Hook. do you What do you mean? There's, a, there's that man, that science man, that and then um that man, that when science he, man, that science man. When they when he died, they're all like, "Look, I don't like this. I hate this guy so much." They burnt the only portrait that existed of him because everyone. Oh, no hated way. Him so much. I've never That's heard really of it. That. possible. That was the case. I know that Darwin had a similar relationship with a bloke who I think was also the head of the Royal Academy, and um he hated him and his name was Greg. I'm probably thinking. I'm probably thinking of that that guy. It, it might have been the same guy. Um, or, you might be thinking of the same guy. I don't think that's Hook. Uh, and I can confirm. Are you guys having a separate conversation? Matt I was just is. debriefing on a on a on a miss. I, I just had a swing and a miss, and then I was just talking it through with Jess off mic. Yeah, I've had a few of those. I think quite. Definitely You're batting it. Mic. I don't know what the. I've I've heard them say this in America a lot because I don't really understand baseball that much. Even though in my team, the Detroit Tigers are a very good team. Uh, I've heard people say they're batting at something and something, but I don't know what the number should be. Anyway, I think you're batting at 10 and 0. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. No worries. I was about um, to thank you. Uh, no, thank you. So, yes, they, they, they continue to have a rivalry and he's continuing to publish anything, uh, to refuse to publish anything that anybody might have an issue with, You know, which I think is a good way to get ahead. Yeah. Don't um, do anything. Mm. Yeah. Another good way to get ahead is just to, you know, saw one off a body. No, I'm going to take a little nap. Great. <laughs> um, so, that, yeah, they, they, they continue to write letters to each other, but then in 1678, Newton suffered a complete nervous breakdown and uh, stopped writing letters to anybody. Um, and then That's the death, how you show it. Yeah. Uh, the, the death of his mother the following year caused him to become even more isolated. And for six years, he withdrew from any scientific exchange except for when other people initiated it. And even then, he always kept it short. So used a lot of emojis (laughs) (laughs) and abbreviations. And it's just like, soz. Soz can't. Yeah, later. Can't science. (laughs) (laughs) Can't science. (laughs) But science was like S-C-N-C. Yeah. Yeah. But they got it. Can't science. Um, uh, but he Some ste- thought he was saying he can't seance at that time. They are was... like, that's fine. I just wanted to come around and talk about gravity. Well, he kept studying his, he kept working on his study of gravity and planets. And uh, ironically, the impetus that put him in the right direction in his study came from Robert Hooke. Hooke wrote in, uh, to Newton uh, and brought up the question of planetary motion and suggested, because while he had this idea about gravity, right, he had you know, the idea that 
everything was universal gravitation. Everything's attracted by the same force, you know, the moon and the apple and all that. He didn't have like any maths or anything to back it up, right? So Hooke wrote him a letter suggesting that the that on, on planetary motion, a formula involving inverse squares might explain the shape of planets' orbits, okay? Oh. So why are they going around? Uh, what, just... Isn't an inverse square a square? No. <laughs> Short answer. I thought I might have found him out there. Does anyone else want to have another guess about what an inverse square is? an inverse square not a square? Yes, in oh. a way. Thank you. But it also oh. not, it is. Uh, it, it, so a squared number is like x squared, like oh, two. We're talking about numbers. Two times two, right? But an inverse square is I like, know this. It's the thing with that squiggly line. <laughs> Am I right? I don't think you are. I mean, you think you have long division? In a way, all writing is squiggly lines, Thank you. Matt. So you've, Thank you. you know, so, yeah, so you're saying You've yes. cast a wide net is what I'm saying. I've cast a correct net, I think Correctly is what you're wide, yes. You've scoured the ocean floor and you've denuded an entire ecosystem. And, yeah, killed sure, a lot of penguins, but... Yeah, killed a lot of penguins, but you got the starfish you were after. Thank you. So you got your scallops. I um, nap didn't no, last long enough, I don't think. Please explain uh, inverse squares. Inverse squares, like 1 over x squared, right? So 1 divided by the number squared. That's what inverse means in math. So anyway, that's like part of the equation mm-hmm. if you want to think about algebra. But if you don't want to think about it, that's fine. I don't because I'm not a fucking nerd. Mm. But what it's saying is that like if, some, in, if the distance increases by 2, then the strength of the gravity is going to go down by a factor of four. If the distance increases by a factor of three, then the strength of the gravity is going to go down by a factor of... Nine. Nine. Thank you, Dave. Let's do a separate podcast yes, where we great. just I'm tell not... each other maths problems. No, I'm very <laughs> interested in this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you and I can do our... We just talk about, like, skateboarding and... Yeah. and um, being shaka, gnarly. Shaka yeah. hand symbols. Shaka hand symbols. Yeah. Um, so they wrote a few more letters to each other, even though they hated each other, and then Newton quickly broke off all communication, right? So what do you think might have happened? He was criticised. Uh, not on this occasion, actually. Right. Did he crack no. it? Uh, cracked he, the code? He, he I, panicked. I, I think, and I, I, I could be wrong, but I reckon he, no, he cracked the code. He worked out the solution, and he didn't want to have to share the credit with Hook, so he stopped communicating with him. And waited till Hook died? Uh Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know about that one exactly. Does but that feel, he, how does that? How do you feel about that morally? Uh, Newton is he's a he's a bloody complicated cat, and he's like people say he's very modest, but at the same time he's really really defensive of ideas that he think might be his, thinks might be his, and he is pretty mean to people who want to share the credit for various things. It's a bit of an asshole. Yeah. yeah, but Robert like Hooke, it's also his enemy. It's like having to share the credit with your enemy, the man you hate the most. But isn't it interesting that, like, back in the day, if you had an enemy, you had to still write letters to them? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> well, I, I hate, hate you too. too. I hate you like, more. You can't just, like, I don't know, write snarky comments on their Yeah, I've read some Twitter of the letters between Lennon and McCartney and stuff as well when oh, they really? weren't getting on. It's pretty – I don't know, it feels a bit weird reading them, really, but – and, but they were writing letters. Did they have yeah. to, like, sort stuff out? Did they have to, like, work out rights and No, well, stuff the ones or? I was reading recently weren't about that necessarily. It was more just like, yeah, just sort of like, you know, that sort of subtle 
bitchiness sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it's so much effort to write something yeah. down. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, what? I don't know. They were very, they were rich. They could have just sent a person around and said, remember these words and tell them to John, please. Little. I was the Beatles. <laughs> but if that you was... were the Beatles, you would have sent a person round who had remembered your speech. Yes. So in uh, 1684, Hook mentioned his theory to Sir Edmund Halley of the Halley Halley's Berry. Comet. <laughs> Halley's Berry? <laughs> of the Halley's Berry. Wow. Also known as a comet. Right. Yeah, it was, it was a huge berry. That's what he thought it was. <laughs> a flying berry. Yeah. He well, he, lo- he looked at the falling apple and then he looked at the comet up in the sky. He said, they must be the same thing. Mm. This one's bigger because it's an apple. That one must be small. It's probably yeah. a berry. A berry or a grape. They're my yeah. best guesses. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Halley's grape. And also his name was Sir Edmund Halley. And mm. yes, he did see the comet and he predicted when it would return. Oh. Um, so uh, Halley visited Newton. So Hook has told, uh, just talked about his theory with uh, Halley. Halley visits Newton um, and he, Newton's just coming out of his like six years of uh, being a recluse. And this is the wording from the source that I saw. Halley idly asked him what shape at the orbit of a planet would take if its attraction to the sun followed the inverse square of the distance between them. You know, one of those idle questions yeah. that you're just like. Chit chat. Yeah. Small talk. Weather, mm. then that. Yep. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> she just couldn't even recreate the question. <laughs> no. She doesn't so she do just rule of that. three. Right? She does rule of one. Rule of trail off. Trailing <laughs> off. Just, just whatever Andy just said. Just refer, refer to 15 seconds earlier. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice, but you always do. So uh, Hallie asked him this question. and uh, He's asking you... Hook. He's, no, he's asking Newt. Oh, so sorry. He's his, already talked it's, to it's, Hook. Yep. He's talked, he talks to Hook. Halley talks to Hook and then Halley goes and talks to Newton because they're not talking, you know. <laughs> Hook and Newton aren't talking, right? It's like, go tell him this. What? No, you tell him Halley. This. I am Halley. Hang on, I'm very confused. <laughs> Who am I not talking to? I don't think you're the person to <laughs> yeah. take this message. You're clearly <laughs> struggling with yeah. the basics. Yeah. You may be some sort of astronomical genius, but don't, you can't. Conversationally, very bad. Don't shoot the messenger. Hang on. Who's the messenger? <laughs> Am I the messenger? Who should I not shoot? shoot should I me? shoot everyone else? Um, so uh, he's, asked, he's asked him this question, and Newton replied instantly, an ellipse, right? An ellipse. So it's going to be the shape of an ellipse. You know what an ellipse is? Yeah. It's the two dots. No, three dots. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> that's an ellipsis. Ellipsis. Oh, that's multiple ellipses. So it's one dot. No, it's, a, it's like a squashed circle. All right. So uh, he and says, oval is it, to the layman out there. If that was the case, a, <laughs> how amazing right, <laughs> is the fact that oval, the word oval, comes from over for egg because it's like shaped like an egg. That is amazing. Uh, amazing? I mean, <laughs> of the things you've said today, not the most amazing. Really? Yeah. Oh. But we I should just find stop everything. fucking yawning so much then. <laughs> I think I'm warm. I know when it gets. Oh, yeah, one of those warm yawns. <laughs> I'm a warm yawner. You're warm. You're warm. Do you think, you know, you're talking about Halley's Comet. That's pretty. That's not something we'd need to explain. I only vaguely know about it. It happened in the 80s, right? 
Yeah, I think it came past latest in in the eighties, but Halley's comet is a comet that comes past like every hundred and fourteen years or right, something. Right, so like we that. won't oh, see it again. Wait a year! <laughs> Are you fucking kidding Even me? Comets. Hundred and fourteen. Mm. Oh. Well, maybe we should just change the calendar to. I think yeah. that work. I thought it was in. This, it's something like seventy years. Could be. Could I'm okay be, with but, that uh, because I know that it must be in a lifetime because Mark Twain. I saw it twice. Or famous writer. He was born in the year of Halley's, that Halley's Comet came past the Earth. And he that, predicted that he would die the year it came back. And he did. Wow. That, that doesn't sound true. A fantastic fact. And I can tell you, you are correct. It comes past in the vicinity of every 75 years. Ooh, that's making nice. it possible for a human to see it twice in their life. The last time it was here, it was in 1986. Oh. So I could see it twice. I could see it twice. You guys Fuck. sucked in. Only one Halley's Comet for you. If that, you could if die that, young. If that, I know. Does it predict when the next one will be? Uh, 2061. Well, I will not be here. Will not be here. <laughs> you are the. You seem like one of the healthiest people I know, Dave. You stretch every really? night before bed. That's true. And in the morning. Wow. Double stretcher. Mm. And like... Is that, that the secret to a long life? Yeah. Or if just you like stretch a, a long body, limber, long more, body long, sure. Yeah. You're able to lengthen things. Does he stretch himself in the dimension of time? Yes. <laughs> I stretch my age by one day every day. Wow. Wow. So half a day every stretch session. Yeah. That's right. Every 12 hours on the dot. Wow. A little alarm goes off. Sorry, guys. Got to stretch. So uh, Newton says that he's worked it out already, right? But he says that he worked it out. 18 years earlier, and he can't find his notes. That old thing. Yeah. I don't know. I reckon he was like... Buying time? I think he was hooks onto this. I'm going to say I've already done it. Has Hook already cracked it? Like he said to Halley, ellipse. Has he also said that? Um, I don't think he has, no. Right, So, he, but he's pretty close to getting well, he's, it. Well, he's, he's on the track. Newton said, look, it's an ellipse. And I reckon it's another one of those cases of almost like he sort of said it, and then went and worked it out later right. on because he then went away. <laughs> he said he couldn't find his notes. Uh, Haley said, well, can you work it out mathematically and I'll pay for the publish to, to publish it. So Newton goes away and works for seven months wow. uh, and uh, publishes a book called The Principia, which is in full name is Philosophiae Naturalis Principia Mathematica. Sounds like a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> It, yeah, and it, it, well, he just said the word, right, and then the book appeared. It was quite good. You know, sorry, and then he still sort of never you, got laid. Nerd. Really? Is that true? You need to get a sex tent going. But that that ellipsis you're talking about, sorry for all the dumb questions, but you said it's like squash circle, yeah. but like a very specific-shaped squash circle? Yeah, it is a specific shape of the squash circle. There's some kind of mathematical relationship between like the – Two different diameters, so like the long diameter and the short diameter, right. and the yeah, and and that is you know the orbit that everything follows around the sun, and the moon follows around the earth is an ellipse. Right. Um, that's why, like, a total ellipse is of when... the heart. Oh, okay, that's a heart-related thing as well. Right. Now so I'm, you're I'm getting lost of an again. Eclipse, right? Well, which yeah. is a mint. So yes, which is in the shape <laughs> of. <laughs> An ellipse. Right. And later on, Newton becomes the head of the British Mint. Do you see? <laughs> yes. Do you see I how ne- this checks out? This genuinely yeah. is the smartest and dumbest episode we've ever done. That is that is lizard people 
style stuff, I reckon. He. What are the lizard people called again? Triangles and stuff. Oh, Illuminati. Illuminati. This sounds yeah. Illuminati. It's all checking out. Yeah. Um. So he uh, published this book, and he published it in Latin because that's what everyone did at the time, which is just insane. Isn't that a wild like, thing to do? Yeah. All our, you know, all this research, all this hard work, publish it in a dead language. Why? It's like extra. It was my, difficulty. My to, dad, yeah. which was, you know, not that long ago, he still exists. Mm. He, when he was younger, <laughs> he, he exists. He, he used to go to, like, when he went to church, the mass was all said in Latin. Like, mm. this is in within not, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, my dad had to do not Latin wild. at school. And you would have just been sitting there just not understanding any of it, right? It? Yeah. I, uh, or or maybe exactly, they pick some of it up, but it exactly. seems like such a weird way to do it. This is the word of God. Obviously, we don't want you to understand what we're saying, though. It's exactly what I experienced in that church in Paris on Christmas Day <laughs> four years ago. Two it's hours. Bon Latin. No, two hours of not understanding a word right. the priest says. Did he have like a stutter or something? No, he was speaking in French. Oh, which with I didn't know. With a stutter. With a stutter. Yeah. <laughs> with a, a bonjour. <laughs> and a lisp. I believe they call a, it a, a, a le stutter. <laughs> Not ellipse. Or is it an ellipse? An ellipse, yeah, an ellipse. Is that what? Is that something to do with the squash circle? Is that why people get an ellipse? The mint. That's, that's an eclipse. They... That's an eclipse. <laughs> right, but why do people talk with an ellipse? That's a lisp. Oh, my God. This, <laughs> this goes deeper than I even realised. they speak with their lips. Right. Which are kind of the shape of an ellipse. And sometimes used to suck on an eclipse. Oh, are you picking all this up, Dave? I can't keep up with this. I'm not I'm smart really enough sorry. to this. This is amazing. Um, so anyway, writes this book, wrote in Latin. It was really big. It was a really big, successful, big hit. Influential, influential book. Didn't sell many copies, but no. like the people who read it were like, this is the good shit. This yeah. explains... So much stuff about the world. And it's pretty much the first time somebody wrote a book that actually did explain stuff about the world. It wasn't just like their theories based on, you know, reading some old tomb inscription and mm. doing a thought experiment about a turtle or something. He actually, <laughs> you know, he had maths to back up things that he said about the world. And that's what you want. Maths. You know, maths. Mm. Some solid. It's not what I want. I'd prefer friends, thanks. Because <laughs> it is a choice. It's a choice. It's, you can have one or the other. One or the other, maths or friends. Yeah. And you choose it in about grade two, I reckon. Yeah. Maths or friends. Oh, I hope my maths teacher is listening because she hated me. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon she's been listening to every single episode, just waiting for you to get into maths. Yeah. Say something about maths. One day I'll like solve an equation. She'll be like, oh, I did it. A little tear. And then she'll finally die. Yeah, she'll shrivel up. <laughs> and a puff of smoke. Anyway, she was driving a bus at the time. <laughs> Went over a cliff. 70 people died. Because... And those people were also driving buses at the time. Each with 70 Each people. Each with 70 people in them. I can't figure out that how many people it is. Black Thursday, they call it. <laughs> Wiped out the whole population of South Australia. She moved to South Australia, Jess. I thought you'd like to know. She wanted me to tell you. Thank you. Um, so uh, when he released this book, though, Hook uh, immediately accused Newton of plagiarism. 
saying that he had dis- uh, or he had discovered the theory of inverse squares and that Newton had stolen his work, right? Even though he hadn't really, like he hadn't actually worked anything out. He just said, I think it might be this. Right. So it's like he'd had the idea for the idea. Yeah, right. which feels like something to me. Uh, I mean, I feel like I've had lots of ideas yeah, and then yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, somebody's turned that into a thing. I think I'm okay with that if if um if it's a book though maybe a little little note in the forward. I think that the difference is you've had an idea someone else's that's become a reality but it's different if you've said to that person hey I've got this idea and then they make it. If that makes sense. So yeah. if I when said you Matt, know that when they know you wouldn't want them to do that. So it's like a conversation you have a good riff and you ask the other comedian are you going to use that? <laughs> yes, okay. yeah. He should have said are you going to use that? Yeah, yeah. he should have said that are you in, use that? that inverse square gear. Are you going to do anything with that? Are you going to put that in a show? Or can a I use that? Yeah. Can I use that? That's good stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to, I might do that on stage. When you have a conversation and both people reach for their phone. <laughs> Just going to make a little note here. Oh, I already wrote that down, so that's mine. It's in indelible digital. So, well, you're right. He was forced then to include Hook as an acknowledgement in the book. But he, he, was, he was like, I would rather not publish it at all. But oh. In the end, he did wind up publishing it. Um, but hey, it worked out okay because in the years that, as the years went on, Hook's life began to unravel. His beloved niece and companion died the same year that the book was published. So oh, is, what a win! This is Hook. All right. Wait, um, what? His beloved niece and companion. Look, I put that in because on, in my research, nieces came up more than you would expect. <laughs> like today, Which is not a lot. <laughs> I don't think that the uncle niece relationship is like one of the key relationships, no. but. Nieces were a much bigger t- deal in the 1600s. Right. <laughs> Wish some of my bloody uncles would pay attention to that, eh? Yeah. Oi, uncles. Oi, uncles. Do you really want Why to be your, your uncle's beloved companion? Companion? That's yeah. a bit, bit off. their money. Sounds like, a, you know, like when a racehorse comes out from Europe for the Melbourne Cup and they travel with a pony. That's what it. That's what it's exactly. making me think of. Is that <laughs> what it's what like? It yeah, I think what it might actually. They have travel been. with a pony. Yeah, some horses travel with a companion, either a shitter horse, mm. or which is what a pony is, I guess, a sh- just a shitter horse. Or smaller, mm. smaller. Sometimes like a sh- sheep or something. What? That might not be true, but it's some other not. animal, They're a donkey just, once maybe. A mate. They bring po- him a friend. Yeah, just bring him a friend. See. They want a friend, not math. Yeah, no, what I didn't go on to say <laughs> is that the horse uh, will fuck that pony. Well, I don't want to speculate about Hook and his... If it was the sheep, would it still... I don't... Look, I'm, I I don't want to say definitively either way, but yes. <laughs> sure, answer yes. But I'm not going to say either way. No, not definitively. One of the two ways, yes. Yes, Definitely. So hooks um, on a downward spiral. Yeah. Um, it, Didn't you say before, sorry, Andy, point of order. A lot yes. of uh, interruptions over here, I will say. Sorry about that, Dave. You pointing it out means you've been thinking about this for a while. Can I interrupt you there? <laughs> Jess, you got something to say? No, I'm good. Okay, Matt, please. You said before that he didn't release the book until after all his critics were dead. That was the one about optics. That right. That was the one about gotcha. life. Yeah. So, so he released, this is, but this is his big This is his big number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Principia. It actually came out, in the end, came out in, there were three books, there were three volumes that all explored different things. But um, yeah, uh, as Newton's reputation and fame grew, Hooks declined, causing him to become more and more bitter and loathsome towards his rival. At the, to the end of his life, he took every opportunity he could to offend Newton. Which wasn't difficult. No. So, yeah. I'd call him plenty fun. of opportunities. I'd call him Sputin. Yeah, really good. What about Putin? 
Yeah, yeah, good one. Vladimir Putin. Yeah, call him Putin. <laughs> Take that, dickhead. Yeah. Dickhead, that's another good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, following the publication of the book, Newton was starting to get a bit sick of science himself. In 1689... Jessica, you relating? Yeah, because he was like, I'm going to go fucked instead. Well... Uh, Jess is relating there, okay. This is when he was elected to that uh, seat in Parliament. So he, 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 was, he took Cambridge's seat in Parliament. Um, but within uh, a, new, a few years, he had another nervous breakdown in 1693. The cause is open to speculation. It could be his disappointment over not being appointed to a higher position by the monarchs. Could have been exhaustion from being overworked or perhaps chronic mercury poisoning after decades of alchemical research. Guys, you want to do a vote? What do you reckon um, it was? Um, the wow. chronic poisoning from all the mercury he was touching with his bare hands? Um, or was he annoyed about not getting something better from the Queen? Was he injecting mercury into his eyeball or something? Look, could it, could it's it be just science. You've above? got to do it if you want to learn. Mm. Um, Fair enough. Look, it could have been all of the above. His bobkin was made of mercury, I heard. <laughs> bobkin is a great word. Bodkin. I'm going to use it. Oh, Bobkin. What was that? Oh, I thought it was. Well, Matt said Bobkin, and I was like, yeah, that's right. It's a Bodkin. It's Bodkin. Yeah. Oh, Dave, of course it's Bodkin. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Let, letters written in this period by Newton to several of his London acquaintances and friends, including. Oh, I don't know why I've included his name. Anyway, I, oh, I deleted him from the report. That's why. Anyway, a guy called Dahlia. So there you go. He sounds like fun. He sounds a bit boring. <laughs> Good. Uh, his his letters seemed deranged and paranoid, and he accused them of betrayal and conspiracy. And then he recovered quickly, wrote letters of apologies to his friends, and was back to work in a few months. So that's not bad. Yeah, back on the horse. Self-awareness is so important. So important. You've really got to be able to say, no, okay, what I said to you mm. was not cool. Not cool. And I'm sorry, and we're back as BFFs because you are my bae. Yeah, you've got to be able to say that because yeah. it, it's very brave. It's so yeah. brave. Hey, Andy, when you said he's back on his horse, was that his companion horse? <laughs> the pony. He was fucking it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How about the sheep? The sheep like to watch. Yeah. It was an ugly sheep. You wouldn't want to. Yeah. Yeah, real dog of a sheep. <laughs> sheep dog. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, he, he got better again, but he still seemed to not be all that interested in science. Uh, he now favoured pursuing prophecy and scripture and the study of alchemy, which is basically bullshit chemistry. You know, like, <laughs> trying to turn shit into gold. Turn shit into gold. Yeah, so um, he would he, he would still answer problem, science problems if people wrote to them, and he was still really good at that, but he just wasn't. He wasn't into it. He was really – he spent a lot of time trying to – discover hidden messages in the Bible. So oh. he thought, he had this idea. He read it he, backwards. Yeah. yeah. So he lost it a bit. <laughs> he, he, he was actually, throughout his life, was very religious. He had, like, pretty unorthodox religious views. He thought, like, a lot of the teachings of the church were bullshit and all the stuff had been corrupted. And that's why he was, like, going back to the original text of the Bible. He was like, the truth is in here somewhere. I'm going to get it out. And he spent 
you know, and it was just back to that old stuff of the ancient Greeks of just like wasting your time, just trying to work out stuff based on nothing. So he's like invented science, which gets facts from the real world. And then mm. he goes back to like, oh, no, but there might be some codes in here somewhere. Right. He, he likes, yeah, he wants to be a Dan Brown sort of. Dan Brown. He was a Dan Brown. <laughs> he, want, he wants to be Dan Brown. <laughs> Who hasn't been there, you know, at some point? Uh, <laughs> the lowest of the low, Dan Brown. In 1696, he was appointed Warden of the Mint, uh, presumably an Eclipse Mint. (laughs) (laughs) After acquiring his new title, he he permanently moved to London and moved in with his niece. You know, another niece. What's going on? What is going on there? Crack that code. Yeah, the niece code. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I this is my theory, right? I think the code might just be patriarchy, and I think it's possible that just. Back in the day, women were of like any woman in your family was sort of kind of just expected to just kind of look after the mm. men and sort of give their lives over to supporting the men and doing whatever. So his, his niece was married, someone with a good name, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, the, the, like your weird uncle, who's like the head of the British mint, just comes and lives in your spare room. Yeah. Seems very strange. Don't have a spare room. That's my theory, yeah. 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 One bedroom apartment all the way, baby. It's much like you shouldn't drive a, a ute or a wagon yeah. or a van. Because you're unless, helping everyone yeah. move. Your uncle's going to come and live in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they're like? They're like a hermit crab. They just see a space yep. big enough and they just back in like that. <laughs> You an uh, uncle, Dave? You're not an uncle, are you, Andy? I'm not an uncle. No, I'm not an uncle. You're I'm an not uncle. an uncle. No, yeah. Jess, out... you an uncle? Sorry. Jesus, thank you for including me. And no, I I'm worked out the other uncle. day that it's possible for you to be the uncle of someone who is no, for your uncle to be younger than you. How crazy of is that? It is. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. insane. Yeah, I went to school with a guy that had that, and they were at school together. His uncle was two years below us. Oh my god! It's like would, modern family. That would make this make more sense if she was, <laughs> yeah. If he was younger than her somehow, don't know. It was a uncle. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> Jess, can you edit that bit out? <laughs> nope. Because <laughs> I'm not editing the podcast. Um. So yeah, he moved in with his niece and worked at the mint. Um. He was pretty keen on the job, and he reformed the currency, and uh, he severely punished counterfeiters. Counterfeiters. Mm. Yes. People who made forgeries. Counterfeiters. Yeah. Mm. Right. That, what, a, what a crazy twist at the end. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not, it's not even the end. In the middle. Yeah. What a wild mid-twist. <laughs> yeah, so he's really into that. He, like, I don't know if this means anything. He changed the, the British pound from being the silver standard to being the gold standard. Which That's something. Yeah. I reckon. Sounds yeah. like it. I mean, gold is better than silver. So, like going yeah. from the Olympics. A, so, like getting a triple A credit rating, <coughs> maybe. Or is it like is it is it something to do with because isn't currencies all based on it used to be get based on bullions, right? Is it something to do with that? Yeah, I think. Well, I think it was to do with the value was dependent on the value of gold, and they had to keep a certain amount of gold in the vault or something like that at the Bank of England to make it mean that the paper money was worth something. Which is not the case anymore. Now money literally means nothing. We just accept it. We just we just accept it. We're just like idiots. You're sheep, man. Sheep dogs. But dog also sheep. because we accept it, it does mean something. Oh, you're right. Shit, son. You just got philosophized, bitch. No fair cop. 
1703, Robert Hooke finally died and Newton took his place as head of the uh, Royal Academy. And oh. can I just say that I quietly Googled it, just so we don't get millions of tweets. Yes, apparently they may have burnt Robert Hooke's portrait. Really? And I know that, and I remember that now because there's people writing about it on the internet. From, there's a scene in Cosmos, the remake that they did ah. with Neil deGrasse Tyson as the host, which is a great series if you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. No, Absolutely fantastic. To. And uh, yes, that's right. Uh, it's debated whether it actually happened. Right. Well, look, I but wouldn't they, be at all surprised because Newton came in and he was like a total dictator in the right. Yes, they, they apparently burnt his portrait to get rid of the memory and of him. So there isn't, but there isn't a portrait. Like you wouldn't know whether if you don't know if that's true or not, you'd know if there's a portrait of him or not. Now, well, it says I was reading online quietly because I was obviously enthralled with the story, which is great. But uh, yeah, that's, that's why, why you had to read quietly. quietly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it did say. Otherwise, I read out loud. That they had to replace his image, but I don't know what they based that on. So there you go. What it's did they replace it with? Picture of a butt? Yeah. <laughs> Newton was like, oh, draw me butt and put it in his place. <laughs> there you go, hooky. Cop that. Um, oh, that but, may or may not So he, he was the head of the Royal Society, but... Uh, However, his ambition was, and his fist defence of his own discoveries continued to lead him from one conflict to another with other scientists. And by most accounts, he was a bloody nightmare. Um, in uh, and he, oh, and yeah, he, he spent time in seventeen oh four trying to get scientific information out of the Bible, which is great. Sounds um, like, he's, like interrogating it, yeah, with I've a hot poker. What do you talk. know? Tell me. He had, to, he had to burn a lot of Bibles. wasn't good. <laughs> he had God to use, hated it. Use uh, phone books so that the Bible wouldn't bruise. <laughs> <laughs> phone book on Bible. <laughs> <coughs> um, he uh, he estimated that the uh, the world would end no earlier than two thousand and sixty. So there you go. Well, he's still right. Yeah, still right after so all these years. And, and that sounds like a prediction of like he was predicting that it would end in 2060. But really he was trying to, like, counter all these people who were, like, predicting every right. couple of years, oh, the Earth is about to end, the Earth is about to end. Well, he did the calculation based on the Bible. He was like, you idiots, it's clearly not going to end before 2060. Oh, that's based on the Bible. Yeah. I thought it was going to, it was some sort of a sun burning out thing. No, 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 no. Cool. Um, yeah, he, uh, he, was, uh, he, was, he was sick of people saying the world was going to end. So he said, come on, we've at least got... 400 years. I'm glad it's 2060 and not like 64 or something. No, no. But I mean, why not just go 3,000? I've got some (laughs) terrible news. None of us will see Halley's Comet again. Oh, because of the leap year thing. As I said, he just said it's not going to end before 2060. We better get it at 2061. Could be. That's all I want to see and then I'll be happy to die. A couple of extra days. Um, well, I, actually, Jesse would hate this. I saw somewhere else mm-hmm. I saw it recorded as 2016. So oh, you would hate that. I would hate. I would have hated that. Because the world would be over. Two years ago, I would have hated that. Because Jess has been having some cracking years since then. Yeah, I've had a couple of good years. Have I? I don't know. They're I fine. reckon. I reckon. Started the podcast in 2016. That's true. Wasn't no, it like 2015? That was 2015. Yeah. I apologise. No, no. oh. Apology not accepted. Uh, but which calendar? <laughs> was that on the Julian calendar? Yes, it was. See, there you go. That was See, that was your mistake, Matt. Um, Always assume I'm using the Gregorian calendar. Apologies. Wrong again. <laughs> Most of his alchemical and religious work has been pretty much dismissed. Um, so, yeah, he was like, he was really, really good at science and then he was like an actor who wanted to be a musician or something. And right. 
I'm going to have a go at religion. Russell Crowe. David Duchovny. <laughs> Does Duchovny have something? Yeah, yeah he, he was in it. Melbourne like recently. Oh. Doing some and music. no good, you mean? Apparently. Oh, does he does he have a David Dukova band? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or is it originals? That's fantastic. I believe it's originals. I think he's got an album. Oh. I've not heard it. David Dukova band. Um, he looks so old now. It's so sad. Oh, really? That's well, what I, happens when people get I think older. He's though. still kind of handsome, though. Yeah, but when you watch the X Files, I he looks yeah ones. twenty or so years older. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, what happened? Right. What happened yeah. in those 20 or so years? Weird. Weird. Hey, lived a hard life. Must have been, yeah. Must year have been by year. Hollywood lifestyle, your age. Yeah. You know, 20 or, years is a or, long time. What you're basically saying there is the fact that he possibly hasn't had any plastic surgery done upsets you. No, I just think that I would kind of wish they never brought it back. Anyway. Because his physical appearance upset you. Well, upset me, not upset it. Does that upset you? Well, okay. Again, that's another thing we disagree on. Also, the script wasn't very good, but it was mainly his face. Yeah. I didn't want to fuck it. <laughs> but when he was young. Oh, I did. Oh, no. So Newton had come up with the calculus, right, which is like how you find like the gradient of lines. And what did he call it again? He called it, he called it fluxions. What? So did he re- get to rename it or did someone go, that's ridiculous, no. let's call it calculus? Yeah, I think, I think someone else must have renamed right. it. That's Quite possibly this guy Gottfried Le- Leibniz, great name. <laughs> that is the um, so he was a German mathematician who independently came up with the theory of calculus quite a bit of time after Newton, but because Newton hadn't published anything, um, he thought he'd come up with it first. and He'd actually been communicating with Newton and Newton hadn't mentioned anything about his theory. So Leibniz accused Newton of copying him. Yes. Newton accused Leibniz of copying him and this took up the rest of his life, basically wow. arguing with Leibniz right, over who'd come he, up with it first. Did Newton have evidence that he discovered it like 40 years earlier or something? Well, he had like notes and stuff. But you'll be pleased. Um, the Royal Society appointed a committee to investigate the matter. Um, Newton was the president of the society. <laughs> And the committee found in Newton's favour. And so. it was all... Interesting. It, it was, the system works. At the very least, it was an English committee. Anyway. Yeah. That, this is something I was uh, wanting to ask. Do you think that, you know, because I'm always a bit suspicious about, like, English history saying, or, you know, any history saying our man was the one who figured everything out mm. and that there's, like, some slightly less known person somewhere else who actually came up with it. Is there any controversy like that? I mean, I think the things like this and the Leibniz discussion would be the, the equivalent of that and the stuff with Robert Hooke. Um, I think he it, – it, 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 it's hard to say, but I think genuinely he was a genius, genuinely he – like stuff like his laws of motion, no one had come up with that before. Right. So all of this is pretty revolutionary, mm. yeah. Um, uh, by this time he'd become one of the most famous men in Europe – his scientific discoveries were unchallenged and he'd also become very wealthy, investing his sizable income wisely. Sizable income is so funny when you look at these old things, like his income was like £700 a year and everyone's like, ooh, doing all right. <laughs> He's doing very well. Yeah. Living with his niece, I hear. Oh. Um, yeah, it's just so funny hearing. Like, How do you even divide £700 up? 
small enough to be able to use it to buy stuff throughout the entire year. Like was, even if it's like what, like a hundred pennies to a pen. I don't even know. Was, was How many it, was it, were there things like threepence and um, shillings and stuff? Like sure. wasn't it? It used to be a confusing system, I think. So I guess like instead of a loaf of bread costing a dollar, it costs a cent or two cents or something. Yeah, I suppose that I suppose that makes sense. It just sounds crazy to me. Mm. <laughs> it's like people who are used to large things like Japanese yen. They're like, "What do you mean a loaf of bread costs less than a thousand? Yeah, it's like, all what? I look at is the number. Yeah, what? It's crazy. If you, maybe if you picture a penny like a dollar, would that okay. help? Yeah, but then what's you the cent? You can't. They don't so everything sense. costs a dollar. Isn't that better? Get like don't we? Let's get rid of five cent pieces, right? No, we got rid of the one cent, two cent pieces ages ago. Mm. The five they, cent doesn't have long to go. I, don't I think, think they still have like single pennies in the United States, just one penny right. pieces. But they can't get rid of them because they've all got uh, Lincoln's face on them, and they love Lincoln so much. Oh, right. Sorry if this is incorrect. And you, I remember him winking. Our American in a and hate episode, Lincoln. The Lincoln coin. Mm. I think they've got one pen, one p in England still as well, or the UK. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, uh, he uh, was very rich. He never uh, married or made many friends. In his latest years, a combination of pride, insecurity, and weird scientific investigations led some of his friends to worry about his mental stability. Uh, Throughout his career, he was torn between his desire for fame and his fear of criticism. So, Wow, that's a tough yeah. one. You well, can't. It just sounds like a comedian to me. <laughs> just like your standard... Any one of us, I guess. No, I love criticism. Yeah? It's fine. You could take it then. <laughs> no, don't. Sorry, Jess. Was that directed at me? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, okay, so you want to know what Newton looked like. Newton was short, and at the end of his life he was very stout, but he was... I don't know, I said A teapot this... is what you're just... <laughs> short and stout. <laughs> he, if you tipped him over, you could pour him out. <laughs> That's what Dave did to you at the start of the episode. When he gets all steamed up, you could hear him shout. (laughs) And need I repeat, if you tipped him over, you could pour him out. What a a very detailed description. Yeah, instead Mm. of arms, actually, on his left side, um, he He had had a handle. handle. And on the the other side, a stout. (laughs) I don't think that's right. Stout? He was holding a beer. He was holding a dark beer. (laughs) Wow. Fair enough. (laughs) You instantly made me thirsty for stout, Jess. Very powerful. I'm an influential person. You're an online influencer. I'm an influencer. Get at me, brands. Everyone grab a stout. (laughs) I'm up for sale. He had a square lower jaw, brown eyes, broad forehead, rather sharp features. His hair turned grey before he was 30 and remained thick. Oh, you said 33. Please say luscious. It says he he remained thick and white as silver till his death. So not very white then, I presume. (laughs) Silver. But also it didn't go back to, like, brown. No, apparently not. As it got older, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually already gone completely grey and then back again. Wow. Yeah. What a process. I just went early, yeah. Yeah. So you did the full loop. Did the full loop. Started again. Like 25, fully grey. And then here we are, 27, brunette again. Brunette I told you, you had changed your hair colour. Off air. (laughs) (laughs) I said that. I was wrong. In the last two years, Yes. So That's saw, what I was referring to. I saw a good word to describe him, which was slovenly. Oh. Just like that word, slovenly. slovenly. You really feel like you're working your mouth saying it. Slovenly. Can you answer this question, Andy? Yeah. Would you say he lived a happy life? 
Oh, you know what? I'm going to say no because right. he was just angry so much Tortured. of the time. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think he was pretty pleased with himself, but like everything else made him angry. Right. So you didn't really go into can... any hobbies or anything either, apart from having a niece <laughs> and riding a horse. Or was that that was his niece? Yeah, uh, I can confirm. Great. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I guess like reading the Bible and stuff. Is right. that a hobby? Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm like, I always think if if you believe in... Lava after, life la- after love. Lava. lava. I believe in lava. <laughs> so that this is relevant to me, what I'm about to say. Now, if you believe in the in Bible, right, if you believe in mm-hmm. God and everything, then yep. I'd be into the Bible all the time. You're on the earth for a short amount of time and You've then forever. You've got the word of God. Yeah, surely yeah. you'd just be reading that cover to cover over and over again if you believed that was a, that was all a real, true thing. Mm. And I, th- I think he probably was. But then at the same time, I think what Christians would tell me, which I've been one of those, mm. I think maybe I still technically am. I don't know where, where the rules. Your hey, membership hasn't lapsed. Yeah, how do I you think get to, out to of be it? a Catholic, you've got to go in and actually. I think you've got to get their permission to leave. So maybe. it's like logging out of Facebook. Like yeah. you try and close your account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought I'd there. closed my, my 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 account like six months ago, but people have been like recently told me like, oh no, we can still post on your page and stuff. Right, that's annoying. I don't know. Is that how Facebook works? Is that I how you Catholicism could shut it down. works? Yeah, people are still pasting on your Catholicism. <laughs> but I think you know people would say probably other Christians, uh, of which we have some listeners. Mm. I imagine uh, that you know that's that's not what God would want you to live your life reading the I book. I don't know. You I mean, feel like God is pretty keen on that kind of stuff, right? It's interesting. Surely, isn't it something about living a good life and being good to people as well? That yeah. can't be just reading a book. Yeah, well, you, you, don't, you can't read a book twenty four hours a day. Or right. the one hour you're not reading the book, you're wanking. helping others oh. right, after wanking. <laughs> the Bible makes him real horny. Is that? Is that true? Hey, everyone's yeah, different. Yeah, it says he fucking gave him the horn. That's what I'm saying. He was, uh, so he was a bit of a grub and he wasn't much fun around because he was very often lost in his own thoughts. He was quite boring to talk to. There are a lot of anecdotes about being him, him being absent-minded. Uh, here's one. Thus once when riding home from Grantham, he dismounted to lead his horse up a steep hill. When he turned at the, at the top to remount... He found that he had the bridle in his hand while his horse had slipped it and gone away. That's so. wild. So he, he didn't notice the, the slight... <laughs> like there's a bit of a weight difference between a horse and yeah, not yeah. a horse. Yeah. Or a niece and yeah, not for a, a person niece who's, in this case. A person who's basically discovering gravity, he's not very... Not very aware of the weight of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Did he think like it, the bridle would have dropped to the ground? He would have been like, geez, this horse, I'm just dragging it along. How weird. The horse has died and I'm suddenly very strong. <laughs> anyway, to continue with my thoughts. Um, he didn't exercise. Uh, he indulged in... Oh, here you go. He indulged in no amusements. Great. Uh, so didn't have any hobbies. No he worked incessantly, anymore. often spending 18 or 19 hours, hours out of 24 in writing. Uh, this was a good uh, description of him I heard uh, or read. Uh, in character, he was religious and conscientious with an exceptionally high standard of morality, having, as Bishop Burnett said, the whitest soul he ever knew. Oh, yeah. that's a good thing. Apparently. Yeah. He's white. 
He was real white. White pride. It doesn't say that, but... Um, but it sounds yeah. like he did have it. <laughs> sure. I think white's another word for clean. Oh, right. Clean soul. Clean soul. Right, I Just do a... Put that into context there. He was uh, or always very straightforward and honest, but also not generous. And uh, But he was also... So not um, very generous? Not generous, no. God, because I, I was thinking, man, I'd kill to be as clever as this guy. But he doesn't sound like a person I'd want to be. Well, he was, but he was also modest. So it's really weird. So he famously said, if I have seen further than other men, it is only because I have stood on the shoulders of giants. Oh, is that his quote? That's his quote. That's a great quote. It's a good quote. And it sounds cool as well. Like yeah. you can picture him standing on a giant. And you're like, oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, I can see heaps further yeah. than I could from down there as yeah. a normal sized person. Mm. Up here, though, fuck, I can see heaps. <laughs> now, when he's standing on the giant, how do you picture him? Like with one on foot shoulder. on each shoulder? <laughs> nah, he's so small in yeah, comparison to the yeah, giant that he's on just one shoulder. As well. he's on one shoulder. Right sholdered. And like he's about this big on the giant's yeah, yeah. shoulder, right? which is like... About the size of an apple. Yeah. Oh, that's my God, Andy, yeah. we solved yeah. it. Yeah, 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 it was a mystery episode. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we putting this voice on? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was picturing with one foot on each shoulder, so it's really like awkward. He's got kid. his legs spread around the giant's head. So you're thinking Andre his the dick's Giant. Right on the his dick is pressing against the top of the giant's He's head. He's naked as well. The giant's <laughs> naked. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you guys not picturing them? No. no, no We've already clothes. explained how we pictured Because he doesn't specify in the quote that he was wearing clothes. Right. He doesn't say. And if you don't, then you're not. Yeah. That's the rule. <laughs> yeah. Presumed. Yeah, that's Newton's law. Presumed naked until proven otherwise. Uh, so there you go. Um, uh, can, 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 uh, all right, shall I finish up? Here we go. He summed up his own work thusfully. I do not, I do not know what I may appear to the world, but to myself I seem to have been only like a boy, playing on the seashore and diverting myself, in now and then finding a smoother pebble or a prettier shell than ordinary, whilst the great ocean of truth lay all undiscovered before me. It's quite poetic. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And do you believe he wrote that? Yeah. Yeah, right. So he's actually also quite a wordsmith. Well, he spent 19 hours a day writing. Yeah, but he was writing numbers, I imagine, and squiggly just lines. Just numbers, just squiggly. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen his handwriting. It's terrible. And his diagrams, his scientific diagrams, are also really bad. There's no sense of scale. Like when he draws his – he drew a, a drawing of him like with his hand – pressing the bodkin uh. behind his eyeball. And the bo- eyeball's really big and the bodkin's there and then his hand is really tiny. <laughs> <laughs> he just had big eyes. Some of us have big eyes, okay? Big eyes oh, and okay. small hands. Yeah. Does that remind you of anyone, Dave? Yes. Uh, his theory of gravity held until Einstein's relativity came in, which was like 250 years, so that's not bad. Mm. Um, he died in 1727. His tomb in Westminster Abbey was inscribed with the words... Mortals rejoice at so great an ornament to the human race. So, Whoa. Did he pen that as well? I don't know if he wrote that one. I don't know. I doubt it. I think he was I think he was too modest, but I think that is a fucking big good thing to have. On, I'm going to have that on my tombstone. Really? Yeah. I might even just get it on a T-shirt. <laughs> Mortals rejoice. Mortals rejoice at so great an ornament to the human race. There's no cheaper tombstone than a T-shirt. Right. Your family really cheaps out after you die. We'll just get them a T-shirt. <laughs> you get a T-shirt, you can just pop that over somebody else's tombstone. 
<laughs> Just cover yeah. it up. Yeah. Rest in peace, Greg. Nah, 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 nah. Get He's down that. there. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the report. It's a great report. That was a oh, a great episode. This yeah. this may even reach our longest episode ever. Almost, I think. Sorry, I thought you might be having a shit time. No, I really oh, enjoyed was that. that. Really long. Oh my god. I'm so though sorry. So we will. One thing uh, you you. You'd never experienced this before, but we do it every week after we stop recording. Whoever did the report goes, Sorry, guys, was that okay? <laughs> mm. It always feels like it's shit when you're doing the report for some reason. Yeah, it really I, does. I, I had no idea that had gone so long and I was supposed to be out of this room 50 minutes ago. So. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Excellent. Carly's waiting outside. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, everyone. Sorry, Carly, if you're listening. I'll be out in a moment. Well, maybe should. Uh, do you want to step out and we can do the mm. thingos without you? Um, sure. Can I just quickly plug my show? Yes, of course. Oh, please tell please us about do. your show. Um, I'm doing a show with Alistair. Oh, have I already said this? Yeah, but yeah, we can okay. recap it. Okay. Right. That was oh, yeah. two hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a show with Alistair Tremblay Birchall at the Comedy Festival. Uh, uh, Andy Matthews and Alistair Tremblay Birchall sci-fi sketch comedy experience. I did this as a science topic because I thought it would be relevant. People who liked it might like the show. But also the show is just messed up and weird and is nothing Newton like fiction? this. It's exclusively Newton and um, Nice. Horses. Nice humour? Yeah. It's oh, all nice related. Nice good, good. Um, and that we'll have the link to the tickets in the description. Oh, thank you so much. I love the show, guys. Thank you so much for Thank you, Annie. Before you be leave, may I? You've given us so much information. May I give you a fact? I would love one. And that is that John Lithgow did star in Footloose <laughs> as Reverend <laughs> Shawmore. Goodbye, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you it was a mystery episode. We solved it. And just finally, do you like this guy? Yeah, I think he's incredible. I think he's so good. He's like one of my heroes. And he's a bad man. That's classic Andy. Yeah, classic Andy. Andy hero. You're a bad, bad boy. Catch you later, Andy. All right, that was Andy Matthews' report. And uh, it was very long but very, very interesting. Mm. And we highly recommend you go and check out Andy and Alistair's live show if you can. And if you're overseas... Check out two in, the think, two in the Think Tank, also on the Planet Broadcasting Network. Hilarious, the concept is, we probably should have talked about this with Andy, is uh, each week they try and, they're TV comedy writers and they try and come up with five sketch ideas live on air and they are ridiculous <laughs> and hilarious. So check it out. It's a really great pod. All right. Now, thank you so much for listening. There's only one thing left to do now. Andy's left the building and that is thank our Patreon supporters, everyone that supports the show at patreon.com slash do go on pod really keeps the show rocking and rolling it's the uh, the amount has been pretty great lately we've got a lot of new pledges so thanks to everyone for doing that we are now halfway over over halfway of our target which uh ultimate target is to two of the united states yeah that's right and we're getting really close as well to the target of doing a second bonus episode every month which every single month so fun. i reckon in a month or two we'll be there which means if you pledge every month you get two bonus episodes crazy it's crazy it's crazy for us yeah but that's fun that'll be good all right jess you want to th- also i should say we thank people um that support us on the show and jess would you like to thank some of the patreon people i would absolutely love to and the first person i would like to thank is from elmhurst illinois i would like to thank pat killick pat killick pat killick now what should we what how should we thank these patreon patreon people 
Now, if you were to start a rumour that they were hit on the head by a fruit... Perfect. What fruit would you say? Pat Killick, clearly a rock melon. Yes. Oh, you didn't, that's a nasty one. I was thinking melon as well, patty melon. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I don't know great. what that means. Well, I was going to say, what's a patty melon? I think it might be a marsupial. <laughs> okay. Oh, so not I even think a, it is. So not even a fruit at all. That's quite a rumour. Something a bit different. Um, okay, so thank yeah. you. Thank you, Pat. And from Kenmore in Washington... I would like to thank Amber DeGuay. Amber DeGuay, that is a sick name. That is a great name. Love that as much. Although Pat Killick was good too. Both this is good a ones. very strong start. Mm. Um, if I was going to say a fruit was going to drop, just because of amber, that's the color of beer often. So maybe yeah, true. like one of those hop flower heads, it's going to fall on it. Okay. Head. Is that a fruit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, you know, it's an edible thing that grows on a tree. Okay. I don't know what a fruit is, Dave. We'll go with that. Can we get a... Technical definition can of we get a fruit? Ru- can we get a ruling, please? I believe it is uh, any sort of seed, they often say. Oh, uh, yeah. You've okay. Got, I think you've got me, Jess. You've got no, me. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. It's fine. I'm not mad. I've got, a, I've got a definition here. The sweet and fleshy product of a tree or other plant that contains seed and can be eaten as food. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it counts. I had a really nice passion fruit goza recently. Oh, let's, I love passion fruit. Let's say passion fruit. Yum. Most passionless. Passionless. Passionate. Well, Most fruit. passionate. Thank right, you Matt. very much, Amber. I'd love to think if I can, you guys. From BC, British Columbia, Mr. Chris Walters. Mm. Mr. Chris Waters. Oh. Obvious one is watermelon. But Oh yeah. That is basically sentencing him to death. Oh. <laughs> a slice of watermelon. Okay. Sli- as the, as they grow in some parts of British Columbia. It's fine. In slices. Like a ring of it, so it's big enough and it hits him in the fleshy what? part and he ends up wearing it like a necklace. Yeah, but then he gets to go and look yeah, his face and it's fun. watermelony. I also actually had a really nice Watermelon beer while I was in Adelaide. God, you've had a lot of fun, haven't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and living the, the high life. And living also, La Vida Loca. Yes, no doubt about that. She I'd bangs, also, she bangs. <laughs> sure thing. With any others there? The cup of life? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I never felt like it might have almost been as yeah. relevant, if not more. Nah. But <laughs> drinking from the old. Nah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, could I also thank from Clifton Hill, not too far from where we record here, Mr. Kieran Robertson. Kieran. Here's to you, Mr. Robertson. <laughs> and what kind of fruit are we hitting Kieran with? Banana. Oh, banana. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's copping a banana to the head. Oh, no he's copping a banana. Banana boy. Banana boy. <laughs> banana boy. All right. I, thank, thank you so you, Kieran. much to Thanks, Kieran, Kieran and Chris. I would like to thank, keeping it close as well, from Bell Park in Victoria. Peter Chalice. Pumpkin. Peter Chalice. Oh. Peter Pumpkin. Peter, Peter Chalice, pumpkin eater. Yeah. And so pumpkin probably is a fruit, is it? It's got seeds. It grows. Yeah, I believe it is. Uh... That's one of those trick ones. As a kid, I would have sworn a pumpkin was a vegetable. So avocado is also one. Wow. And tomatoes. That was the other one. that I, any, I... I basically think of sweet and savory as a kid. That yeah. turns out to be BS. I love avocado. Yeah, avocado. Like every white woman in their mid to late 20s. Well, call me a white woman in his <laughs> mid to late 20s because I also love avocado. I love it more. Well, I... there's three white women in their mid to late 30s or 20s in this room. 
I had a, I had some beautiful avocado on dark rye this morning in Mount Gambier. It was okay. We delicious. get it. You've travelled. <laughs> Fuck <You've> travel- <laughs> You keep name dropping all these big locations. All right. I've we've been here in Melbourne while you've fucked off. Sorry, Jess. And I've not had any nice avocado. Don't say that about Melbourne. <laughs> all right, fine. I'd like to thank uh, from Vancouver. So, great name here, Simon Bermudez. <gasps> That's Simon good. Bermudas. Yeah. Some sort of triangle fruit. Yeah, some sort of triangle fruit. A- again, a slice of something? Yeah. No, a, Dorito, a triangle a Dorito's fruit. Doritos fruit? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, Is I'm fairy stumped. bread a fruit? <laughs> fairy bread? <laughs> what, I'm always uh, intrigued by star fruit. Yes, it's yum. Yeah. I just it's amazing. You cut down the middle and it's it's a bloody star. I reckon it was hit by star fruit. Yep. Star fruit. Simon Bermudez from Vancouver. Oh. Enjoy a star fruit on us because it's just hit you in the head. Star fruit to hit, the noggin. If you get hit in the head by star fruit, you should go straight to Hollywood because you are about to go big, baby. Big time. Big time. Big time. Thank you to all our fruity legends there to, for supporting the show. And if you want your name read out or you want the bonus episodes and all the other stuff that goes along with it, go to patreon.com slash do go on pod now. <laughs> I was saving pomegranate and now I've run out of names. <laughs> Do you want to say I got hit by a pomegranate? Yeah. They're the ones with the little beads in them? Yeah, they're yum. What a ridiculous and amazing piece amazing. of technology that so is. So good in a salad. Mm. Actually, on a smashed avo. Delicious. Oh, sorry. I accidentally said something that must have sounded like OK Google there. Oh, and I did again. That time much more <laughs> accurate to OK Google. Oh, and that time again. OK. Sorry, everyone at home. All right, as this is one of our longest episodes ever, we must wrap it up and say thanks for listening. If you want to suggest a topic into the hat, you can find the link in the description of this episode. It takes you to a little form. You tell us why it's cool, and then we report on it. That's how it works. That's how it works. And you can get in contact anytime at DoGoOnPod on any of the social medias or DoGoOnPod at gmail.com. Yes. But um, we will hope to see you if you're in Melbourne sometime at the end of this month or in April. But apart from that... We'll see you next week or you'll hear us next week. And until then, I'll say thank you and goodbye. Later. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. (laughs) We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah.